my daddy's show does contain foul language. So, if you're someone who is easily offended, a sissy boy, a Mary, a Karen, a lunatic libtard, a loser, a pansy waves, or the mask police, don't listen. This is old-fashioned American talk, having American conversation from Americans. Get some! Fucking moron! Here we go, here we go. Wink! Fucking ridiculous. Wink is a healthy thing. Wink is a healthy thing. Wink is a healthy thing. Fucking moron! Stop! 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 Stop!
And then from there, I left and... Uh, Juvenile's under 18, right? Un no, well, not in there. You'd be surprised because if, uh, a lot of times there's people in there that were 22, 23 years old, which is insane, but they committed crimes when they were a juvenile. And if they got remanded back or had to go serve the remainder of their sentence, they would be held there, which wow. is really bizarre. That's yeah, I never understood okay. why that happened. It was basically because the original charges when they were from juveniles. So there'd be like 22, 23-year-olds in there with... 12 13 year olds okay very bizarre time with very that stuff. yeah that doesn't make any sense <laughs> so at all. so you started off basically dealing with criminals in jail once they've already yes. been locked kids up. okay kids. kids kids in jail so it's kids, um, i mean there was kids in there from 10 to 17 18 majority of the time and they're i mean if you're in if you're in there for 10 you 10 years old you did something like what are some of the things that they typically were if up you're for? in there for 10 years old you probably did something to another kid okay like some sort of sexual abuse or murder or we shot somebody. Yeah, it would be then ten to year twenty years ago. Yeah, there would be something for that. There was ten, eleven year old murderers back then. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. And that was tw even twenty years ago. Twenty so, years ago. So ten, eleven year, year year old murderers. That's yeah. that's where you started. So you went from. But they were only held. This is they weren't. There was no punishment or anything. Sentences handed down. There was they were there to be held for the before their court appearances. So they'd be kids in and out nonstop. Okay. Yeah. So you saw a lot of, a lot of different. A lot of kids. A lot of well, kids from there I saw later. A lot of good character people. Well, now a lot of the kids I saw in there, I ended up dealing with them in Lakewood when they were adults. Oh, when you yeah, went? <laughs> yeah, it was almost like a graduation. <laughs> they graduated to real crime. Yeah, yeah. All right, so so that's what happened. So you went from the the corrections, you got a job with Lakewood. No, from juvenile I went to uh, state corrections. Oh, that's right. Yeah, you I did. At, I went uh, in 2002. I went and worked at Trenton State Prison. You were at Trenton. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah. Maximum security place. So you graduated to seeing real criminals. Criminal criminals. Real yeah, criminals. I worked all sorts of uh, places in there. Death row. Anything. Yeah, you name it. I've seen all these you know, famous criminals in there. Iceman, John Marshall. Seen some incredible things there, too. Okay. Yes, yeah, so I worked there for about four, three, four years, and then I got hired in Lakewood in 2005. So let me ask you a question before we even get into Lakewood. When we deal with criminals, when you're talking criminal, the criminal mind, so you obviously de dealt with criminal kids, you dealt with criminal adults. Legit right? murderers, rapists, yeah. serial killers. The craziest yes. of the crazy. Yes. So when you're, when you're dealing with somebody like that, right, tell me about like, who they are. You know what I'm saying? What, what's the what's the character like? What's the what's the person like on on a lot of those a lot a lot of the criminals? Is there any is there any similarities between all of them? Is basically what I'm saying. It's of. a I can't really describe what it is. It's a look. Like you can even I've seen it. Like you can tell even before somebody would commit some, those type of crimes, you can tell just by looking at them, not by physical appearance. It's from their eyes. Like I, I've seen hundreds and thousands of murderers in that place, and I basically live with them for three or four years and some of those same looks i can't describe to you what it is it's just something i know that i can see that person i'm like that that guy is nuts he's definitely can somebody I need to watch but it's a look it's okay. not actions or mannerisms skin color none of that it's a look it's difficult to explain but when you see it you see it when you know what you're looking for you know what you're looking i for. know with somebody i'm dealing with especially afterwards working at lakewood i i tied whatever i learned from the corrections and actually seeing real murders and rapists and all that stuff and seeing who is who do i need to watch out for you okay. can't explain what it is and in the in the criminal though when you when you when we're talking about the criminal like the mind of of the criminal is there any regard for life or laws or human no there's no empathy there's no empathy there's no sympathy they only care about themselves how it affects them what's their next move the, basically the criminals no matter what it is it's just a different level of how they're a criminal it's all it's all self-serving they're all for themselves it's just the difference in between the heart, like 
how hardened they are as a criminal of how far they'd go. But criminal's a criminal. Criminal's a criminal. Yep. And you see, like, going from when they were younger to older, it starts with little crimes and it builds and builds. Like, they get more tolerant. It's kind of like yeah, it's... smoking weed, and then they, they said weed was, like, the gateway drug, and then you'd start... I never went from weed to crack. Yeah. But they say, you know, weed to crack. No, to... that's it's basically what it is. I mean, you start out, like, stealing, you know, hitting mailboxes, van, small vandalisms, stealing, then you're robbing people, then you're in a gang, then you're shooting people. At that point, whatever the hell goes, no. Yeah, once you once yeah, you get the shooting, continue going game. on and on and on, up and up and up. Gotcha, gotcha. So so you took that experience. You went from from Trenton or Trenton State to Lakewood. Yes. Now anybody that doesn't out there might be listening. Lakewood, New Jersey. What would you say? Um, you knew the area. Is that one of the heavier crime areas in, for Ocean, in County, Ocean County? It's the worst of the crime. It's the worst of crime. Yeah. Now, did it get better as, like, the, the, the dynamic change as far as the culture change a little bit? Like, as far as when you first started to, to when you la- your last year? It would or be- was it equal? Well, it depends. Uh, some places got better. Some places got worse. Like, before I left, the worst place in town was the old people developments, senior developments, because everybody was forced out. And then, you know, the drug epidemic happened, and all the crackheads and junkies were in there. Robbing the old people and doing all sorts of crazy stuff, shootings and all sorts of shit going on. Oh, uh, wow. Okay. Yeah, so so it, it changes. just moved. It just, just changed just and moved. Brick, but, uh, brick started brick, wearing some of brick it. Brick right? Tom's River, everybody started moving out of town, and then it started affecting you know everywhere else. But still, there when I, when I was there, it was crime was still bad. There's still shootings and everything. Yeah. Right behind the hospital was was the one of the worst neighborhoods, yeah, right? High Point. Yeah, High Point. High Point was one of the worst. And the one, what, what did they call um, back when we were younger? They they called it like the jungle or something like that. That uh, was MLK. The, MLK, John but yes, Street. Yeah. yeah, John Street. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that was that was another bad. I mean, area. that was that was not too bad. Okay. Like, um, I mean, it had its, had its stuff, whatever. Had its but it wasn't that it wasn't that bad. Okay. So when you when you look at Lakewood and dealing with people, tell me some of the tell me some of the things that you know real quick as far as. You know, the people there. What did you deal with? Did you deal with somebody, uh, you know, resisting arrest? Have you ever had, you know, people shooting at you? Have you ever had cops being shot at? Things like that? Oh, you know, uh, shit happens there. I yeah. mean, it's it's a, like a mini city. Like whatever you see in Newark, California, New York, it's it's this town is it's like a melting pot. OK, I mean, they had all races and creeds and and religions there. I mean, everybody into one. So it's 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 basically a small microcosm of a large city oh, a so large you would, city. whatever you saw like we had bombs we had we had uh you know senior citizens living there we've had upper class middle class poor everything you could think of so um we and had, you had and you had a police officer actually killed though right yeah, a friend of mine i yeah. actually was the third person that there and i saw his face blown off and his teeth blown out it's third guy there yeah Jeez. had to show up had to call my wife wow. on the way there to tell her that it's not me um she was working at the time, and I'm. Was, oh, and she's in social work, she right? Was, so she yeah, hears, she, she hears, hears all that stuff. She was working in Lakewood, so I actually had to call her on the way. Listen, I'm not going to be home. Um, I was a t- I was a detective at the time, so I'm going to be investigating the case, assisting and all that stuff. So I had to call her and tell her that yeah, it's not me. I won't see you in like two days. So that's how that started. But yeah, I, and that was just the guy walked up to him and shot him. Right? Yeah, it wasn't even in, in a, like an engagement. Or nope, whatever. He was sitting was in just... his car. Yeah, he knew who he was. Wasn't too sure. Um, was questioning him, and before he had a chance to, you know, get out of the car, he shot him right in the face, killed him. But yeah, I mean, it's a legit, that's a legit town. It's not like it's, um, you know, Rumson. 
Yeah. You know, we're dealing with there were no crime or anything. It's or a legit. Point Borough or, you know, it's like yeah. somewhere over there. Yeah, this is a, it's a legit place. People have been Spring killed. Lake. People have been <laughs> injured. We've had people, like, friend of the friend of mine that worked there, he got shot in the, in the eye in a raid. Yeah, all sorts of stuff. People get killed. So, you know, things happen there. Things uh, happen yeah. there. So, so you have, we did this all to kind of give the audience a background of, of what you have dealt with in your life. So when you look at all of these police shootings, I guess we could get into that. When you look at all these police shootings and you, and you see this, you're seeing, and, and hold on, before I even get into that, what was your rank when you finished up? Sergeant. So you were a sergeant. So mm-hmm. you were someone that, that obviously, you were a team leader, you trained people. Trained. So I, I worked, I tr- uh, when I left, I was in patrol, but I was also a sergeant of the detective bureau, and so I trained... You were, a, you were a detective, detective early, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so I did that for a long time. I did narcotics. I did plain clothes. I did undercover stuff. I uh, supervised uh, the detective bureau. I supervised the plain clothes unit. Um, supervised patrol when I left. And I, I was in charge of 18, 20 people a shift. A lot of times by myself. So And I would make sure everything was legit for the day. Everybody did their job. And So you obviously know police procedure. Yes. You obviously know training, Correct. tactics, yes. the whole nine yards. So when we, when we break down... All these killings, yep, I wrote and you're, search, and you're all these search world. warrants and everything. I've done all those. Okay, everything that's being questioned about no knock warrants. I've done numerous of those. I trained the entire police department on basically, on, okay, on that stuff. So I know what the hell I'm talking about. Okay, so so let's do this. Let me get your initial your initial thoughts before we dive into like everything else. The whole idea behind policing and the need to change policing. And police reform. What does that mean to you? To me, it's... Uh, like, is there anything that... What, like, what are things that you think, if any, need to be reformed? Like, is there anything that cops don't need to be getting involved in? I don't think... And I'm, I'm a big proponent of this. I don't think they should be um, there for revenue. I don't think hammering people with tickets and fines is the right thing. And you guys are revenue makers. Let's let's face facts. Well, I mean, uh, no, depends. Okay, it depends no. on this on the town. Like the like the quota thing is is legal in New Jersey. People don't know that. There's they're not allowed to set quotas. It's it's a myth. Um, it's illegal. It's it's yeah. They, yeah it's they, illegal. They, they, I think there's court rulings against it. You but can't for, set quotas. It doesn't. That, but, but from what I understand, you can't set quotas, but that doesn't stop some brass from suggesting. Well, you suggest, what you need to be doing. You suggest by their uh, performance evaluations. If, you're set. Oh, we we want you out there making stops and issuing summons. That's part of your performance evaluation. That's got nothing to do with ticket quota. It's not the same word. It's a wordplay. So oh. that's how they get away with that. So some places are strict. Some places are not. Gotcha. Lakewood typically, um, we just wanted you to do your job and show up to work. And show up to work. Yeah, and, we had a lot. You know, we had things to deal with. It wasn't. Yeah, the, the the town is a mess driving. But I mean, you can't stop everybody. Yeah. A lot of times we were shorthanded. Like, a lot of people don't talk about that either. And the best is when I saw the Jewish police come ripping past you, <laughs> breaking every motor vehicle law on the planet. But we won't even get into. Can't be everywhere, and yeah. trust me, they're not, they're not the only ones driving like maniacs either. So it's just, no everybody. Everybody. Everybody driving drives like, a maniac. like maniac. I didn't want to misconstrue that in yeah, any way. Yeah. But it's it's funny when I see sirens on like a blacked out Tahoe. I mean, there's you know? reasons for that too. I mean, they have um, paramedics in town, or you know that. A lot of things you see with them is just not true okay. either. Okay. So it's a lot of you see that and you, you make yeah, your own every, assumptions in your head every, on what it is? Yeah, it's a lot of just people uninformed 
it's not their fault. They're just going to make assumptions. Yeah. Just like the police is going on, too. You're going to make misinformed opinions and assumptions that are just not true. You have, I give you a bunch of stories of people I've had arguments with about this that have no, no clue. Okay. They have no idea and then no reason why cops are doing certain things or why they do anything. Like, there's just, they, everybody's the expert in, in policing. It's not like I go to somebody's job and say, I don't know, they work at Amazon or something, and I start telling them what goes on at their place. I have no idea what goes on at Amazon or any of these businesses. What the hell yeah. do I know? I don't work there. But everybody else seems to be the expert in law enforcement and everything else. I love this, this line, ready? Because you hear this a lot. The last guy that got shot. I guess we could start there. Okay. He got shot in the back seven times. Mm-hmm. So everybody has a problem with, why'd you have to shoot him seven times? So my dad started question. I love he he's got some gold things sometimes. Yes, so, he does. So he uh, he asked somebody, and he comes from a big you know big time law enforcement mm-hmm. background too, right? So he asked somebody, "What is the proper amount of bullets? <laughs> you know, is it one? Is it two? Is it four? Like, when, what is the cutoff of bullets going into somebody? So, what is what do your what's your take on on that guy? Now that was uh, who was that? Jacob Blake, right? Mm-hmm. We'll start at the most recent one, Jacob Blake. Well, he's basically this. You see on Twitter or whatever else you use for social media, and you see this blip. And everybody, like I follow both sides, so I want I want the whole opinion. A lot of people don't do that. A lot of people just take Nobody whatever, does that. right or left, whatever. I want to see everything. So I follow everybody, social activists, all this stuff. So the first one that pops it off is uh, social activists. And, and, of course, you see the headline is um, another black man shot in the back for no reason. So then, For no, no reason. So normal people, you would think, would go fact search. So I wait, wait, wait. You didn't hear anything for days. So there's one little blip, and it looks bad from there because you see nothing else. Then you start other things come out, different camera angles and stuff like that, and you see they wrestled. And then you don't know, you can't see on the thing if there's a taser involved yet. You hear there is, rumors, whatever, but normal people probably would just be quiet and wait for the facts, but we don't have that. Everybody wants to assume I thought there the was worst. a taser actually on the ground. There was none of... There was no release of anything that I saw. Okay. Even the other angle didn't even show. They showed him wrestling and then him walking away. Then there's other people that, that did a, uh, a still on it and showed that he had some sort of camabit knife on there too. So there's really no thing. So you should you know wait for the facts. And that wasn't happening. You just basically saw what they the media loves to do and just make sure that, yep, black guy shot, cop fault, start, everybody protests. This is what we're talking about. So then fast forward a couple of days later, facts start coming out. Um, the guy... Uh, the, you know, beforehand they were saying, "Oh, the guy was just there breaking up two females in a fight." Then we get nine one one calls that say uh, he, the one of the females, called and said he's he's got a restraining order from being here. And, and he did. Uh, yep. And uh, I guess then they learned that what his name was, and he had an active warrant for sexual assault, third degree. So that's a serious crime. Um, Resisted arrest before. Now, when you're pulling up to something like this, because I, I I imagine you probably pulled up to a similar. Some are called like this, hundreds, right? Hundreds of these. Hundreds of these. Maybe even thousands. So take me into the mindset of a police officer as you guys are coming to a call like that, right? So I'm going to be doing this a lot, like as far as different scenarios I'm going to throw at you. Mm-hmm. Tell me if you could give me, in, you know, from, from your opinion or things that you heard your, your fellow officers say. You look down. You see a domestic call. You look at who it is. Do you, do you know who it is sometimes that, that, that you're going to? Is it, is, is it where you could see a guy on the screen and you're going to get somebody with they, and so, you have all this stuff? Like, so give me, give me some insight onto what is happening as you're actually driving to a place like this. All right, so most places today have the computers. So a lot of people have different operating systems, but they both all do the same stuff. They're going to put the call in their computer system and just say it's 123 Main Street. 
one, two, three Main Street most likely has some history there where it would be first aid calls and anything. So the dispatchers are going to do your job for you because you're driving and you're going to, they're going to tell you people involved, if they know it, who's been there, what kind of history, if there's, sometimes these places are flagged for weapons or domestic violence, anything that could be an officer, officer safety issue. And they're going to relay them to you. A lot of, sometimes that you've been to this house a hundred times, you already know what you're coming into. And then these people will, um, whoever involved would, would tell them like, oh, this so-and-so, John Smith is here. And um, our dispatchers will be typically running people who had for warrants and stuff. So, you know, it could be a dangerous situation. You can't be asking questions or stuff like that. They're fighting. If you can get a warrant on somebody and actually place them into custody, but sometimes that's a win for everybody because you're removing one thing that's a problem. You need the aggressor. We can get that taken care of before we get there so everybody's okay, so safe. You, you know you have as much information as you possibly could ever have on the situation that they could give you at that time, go, kind of going into it. Not every time. Sometimes every, you're okay. going in blind. Like it's Sometimes yeah. it's, all right, we got people fighting. There's We don't know what's going on. It's a 911 call. Sometimes you get 911 calls that are open-ended that turn into full-blown domestics or people dead. You don't know. You have no idea. I would say most times you do have an idea. A lot of times you don't. Okay. So... So, but when you do have an idea, there there are times where you where you go into it and you see yeah. all this stuff going on, and you kind of have. So now, when you do that, you see this. What, what's what are you thinking of as far? Are you, are you even thinking of anything? Or is in your head? Are you are you? Depends. I mean, if you're new, you're probably mind's moving up hundred thousand miles an hour. If you're a veteran, it's another call. It's another call. You did it a thousand times, but you know you're going to be. You know, you're ready for most stuff, most people. Or right, so I mean, no, you, can, you can be a horrible cop and just going along, bumbling through. It could be anything. You don't know what depends on the person. Me personally, I've done it a hundred times, so you see whatever, it, it's another call to me. So did you go into situations sometimes already more on edge than, than others? Are you are you are more like more ready, or is it just a Only, situational awareness all the time? It just depends on the severity of the crime that's being, I mean, it's a shooting. Everybody's blood gets pumping going to that, or, you know, there's people fighting. You know, you're going to have to, all right, this, I'm going to have to go in. This is what it is. People are fighting, got to break it up. People are shooting, well, we got to find the shooter. Sometimes the shootings don't happen. You're all hyped up going to a call because, you know, you're thinking, whatever. If anybody's blood or heart's not pumping when you hear there's gunshots involved, I mean, we're not Ace Ventura. We're not going to catch him with, <laughs> you know, I'm not, I'm not Neo from the Matrix. We're going to stop bullets. So, yeah, yeah those things hurt. <laughs> those yeah, things no, they, they, they kill you. you know? Yeah, definitely. Okay, so, so you, you, I mean, there are... Let me take you through one more before we get back to this this Jacob Blake because I kind of want to I want you to evaluate what you saw in the video on, on what these cops did because all you keep hearing of even after that is police reform police reform and then the one big thing you heard with George Floyd was we have to reform police we have to reform police so what I want to do after I ask you this question is break that all down you know as far as what these police did wrong what some of these cops did wrong we could even take a you know incorrect handling of of, of a situation on somebody what they did wrong and what they did right. But I have one other question for you. What's the most dangerous thing to do being a routine traffic cop? Is there one thing in particular? Is it pulling somebody over at night? Is it like the routine traffic stop at night? You know, is, there, is there a more dangerous situation than anything else as far as for a cop in your mind? Really, you can't really think of them as routine because you don't know who the hell you're stopping anytime. You'd be... 8 o'clock in the morning, and I mean, people are out dealing drugs during the daytime. Criminals are out whenever. So there's no really routine. I mean, a lot of times if you're going to stuff by, your, by yourself, I mean, you are you got a gun. No matter what call you're on, you have a gun there. 
you can get popped right in the face and you get knocked out. Anybody can get knocked out anytime. I don't care who they are. So you're knocked out. That that gun's there. You know, that's you get, there's a weapon on everything. So every call should be. But there's really, I would. No, everybody's on alert. This is me personally. Like okay. whatever. So I don't. Nothing, I don't sweat that stuff. There's so. not one. There's not one thing. Because what you hear a lot of the times, and where I was getting at, is the most dangerous thing for a police officer to do is a traffic stop at night. That's what you hear a lot of the times. Is it, you know, do you, do you put it this way? When somebody, when you come up to a car and it's nighttime, are you approaching that car differently if it has all darked out windows with tints and rolled up? Or if they have all their lights on with the hands? Are, you know, are you approaching it differently? or treat it the same. I don't treat any any stop any different. So you don't change your approach to anything. No, you, the only time you try it changes is if there's some red flags going on. Like if they didn't stop right away, like just certain things that you can see as, as you become more experienced. That just because someone's hands are on the car with their light, there with the lights on, they're trying to put you at ease. So you got to think of it that way too. Like it could be a, you know a career criminal that knows how that cops are going to be. So that if they do that, oh, but they may be able to get one over on you. So there's little things that you that these guys can't hide. Like it's not stopping right away. Looking around, moving yeah. is a big thing for me. Moving so around, like who moves around as you're stopping? Like who does that unless you're trying to hide something that you're panicking? So you watch for human behaviors like that. Gotcha. So, but you're if you if you're approaching a car and all the lights are on and everybody has their hands up, is it do you, do you relax a little bit? No, no, no. Okay. That raises a red flag to me. Really? Until I see, I'm. I've seen so much shit. Like I I know when something's wrong. I'm still going to... I know when I could put myself at ease. Gotcha. Not everybody's like that, either. There's a lot of shitty cops out there. You know? There's, oh, there's a lot of good lot, ones, yeah. too. Yeah. A lot of ones don't want to do anything, so whatever. So, <laughs> it depends on the on the cop. Like you, like any job that you've had, you've had, you've worked with some shitty people. Yes. You've worked with some great people. It's the same thing. Look at the military. There's some shitty soldiers, and there's some great ones. Oh, yeah. But... Not everybody. It's it's tough. You can't generalize each thing. That's why when you see these videos and everybody wants to compare, oh, this guy didn't get shot, but this did. Well, that guy might have been a shitty cop, or he's a he's weak. He's a coward. The other guy you ran into was a fucking warrior. Like you don't know. Like, you don't know. You yeah. don't know. Or that guy's a coward, and his thing. A lot of times, it's subjective. Like, what's good for me might not be good for this guy. He had to kill this guy, or had to shoot him, or had to put him in a headlock because he's weaker. Like, that's just, like, no human is built the same. Nobody's emotional system is built the same. It's different. So you can't, it's so subjective and objective to put anybody in pigeonhole anything. Like, gotcha. Like, if I was to stop somebody, for me, I know I'm in control of the place. I've seen so much shit. I, I know. I know I can defend myself. I have so much experience. I, I could see it before it happens. Some people can't. They can have 30 years and just be completely oblivious and horrible police officer. So it's, you can't. It's it, it's why police work is it's it's a mess. It's it's a crapshoot. It's all it is. It really is. It's it's you do the best you can with what you have, and each person is different. Every person you run into is different. Each individual cop is different. They have strengths and weaknesses just like anybody else. Yeah. So you can't you can't say one thing is better than the other. Like um, like me, I'm not a community relations guy. Like that's no not, shit. Yeah. So I don't. <laughs> I'm not into that. I'm into. Patrolling, getting criminals, investigating, stuff like that. Like, I don't, that's not me. I'm not, You're not playing basketball kids. No, no, I'm not there for that. <laughs> I'm, not, that's not, not what I do. That's not what I do. And there's other people that are there for that. That's what they do. That's great. That's great because you can't have a bunch of mindless soldiers just like you can't have a bunch of guys playing basketball with kids or being, um, you know, 
going giving out candy or you know whatever community relations stuff they do. Yeah, like, but there's some guys that are good at that. There's and some that's what they that, do. that every, you need that. You need some guys that are that are weaker because you can't have somebody who's heavy-handed or like you can't have that jarhead marine that just came out and is not going to give anybody a break. You can't have a. You have oh, to you have, have a diverse yeah. police department. It's all of, of all. personalities and races. Yeah. So that's another thing that they don't talk about either. Is like you can't you can't have one way. Like you have it has to be mul- like a multitude. It works that way. You can't it just doesn't work. But again. What's good for me is not good for somebody else. Gotcha. So what I was what I was trying to get to is I always tell people that if if you get pulled over, roll all your windows down. If it's at night, turn all your interior lights on. Put your hands up above the steering wheel, and do not perceive yourself as a threat to the officer. And I always thought that would make the officer feel it does. Safer. But you still have to evaluate the situation. Yes, it's gonna because you look in the car and you can just tell like if this is gonna be a problem or not. You just know, you can tell. But you, those things can go. Haywire in a second. I've seen people, cooperative people, come over and we're in a <laughs> brawl. Like, okay. you don't know. You don't it, know. So it's, yeah. it's it, everything, no, this guy no matter might what. Think, let me think, if I'd be nice, he's not going to run me for warrants. Or he might not, you know, and yeah. maybe I can move along. And if he has a warrant, you're going to be fighting that same guy in broad <laughs> daylight was, or nighttime. That was you just, just don't yes know. Sir, so you have right? to evaluate the, the situation. Okay. All right, so let's get to this. Jacob Blake. Mm-hmm. Let's go through some of these police killings. And let's see if... Um, if you did. So Jacob Blake wrestled around this guy mm-hmm. with, with two officers. Yes. The, the rumor is they did, they they fired off a taser. Right? Yep. And it failed. Have you ever fired a taser taser and had it failed? No, and uh we didn't carry tasers when I was a supervisor. I got I tasers weren't allowed in New Jersey, I think maybe like 2014, 15. I was supervising, so they didn't, they didn't give it to us. They gave it to the okay. patrol guys. So, but I've never fired a taser. Never fired a taser. No. Okay. Um, all right, that's interesting. So they apparently fired a taser at him. The the first video that everyone was crazy about, they already the cops already had their guns drawn, right? Mm-hmm. Screaming at that guy. Yeah. If you draw your weapon and you are screaming at somebody, what does that mean usually as it, in, in a cop's mind? What have they done? If you if you pull your gun out, which is allowed, it's called constructive authority. Your guns out. You're giving verbal commands. Doesn't mean you're going to shoot somebody pull your gun out and do that whenever basically as long as there's a reason for it like your guns out at the ready you're giving verbal commands you're not your fingers not even on the trigger what and are some reasons for it reasons would be if uh, people were actively fighting turns into a dangerous situation one person has a weapon um stuff like that like you would typically to gain compliance either to have the person get on the ground be safe have him stop whatever the hell he's doing so it's an enforcer the gun is a is a is basically a show of force. Show of force. Uh, you know, you're. Yes. You get get the fuck down now. I'm not, Again, I'm not. the problem also like I wasn't a big with pulling my gun out because the gun's out. Yeah. If he calls your bluff and you know, if, and like you're just, you're just trying to get him to comply and he comes charging at you or or doesn't move and something else happens, you doesn't know. I wasn't a big on that unless I was going to use it. A lot of people are quick to. You can. You just can. It's just it's subjective. Some people are weaker. Some people are stronger. Gotcha. So, so, so there's no, there's no clear standard on what times you could pull your gun out and not. Is there, is there, is there guidelines to that? There's or? guidelines. Like okay. you can't just if someone's just walking away and you whatever you can't pull your gun out on them. But if there's they're actively fighting, there's like if you're in a building and you're clearing the building and there's a burglar and you see him, you pull you, you pull your gun out. You're gonna pull your gun out because crime in progress. You don't know what the hell this guy has. Order him to the ground. Like, it's one of those protection and in a constructive phase. Gotcha. So it's something like that. You just can't pull it out on anybody. But 
So, so chances are, the guys going for Jacob Blake, they pulled their weapon out. Both of them had their weapons drawn in a reasonable fashion. Yes. Right? So now, everyone says that the cops handled that situation poorly. Mm-hmm. You have saw it from multiple different angles now, mm-hmm. right? Did they handle it poorly? No. I'm going to tell you why. From the limited stuff that I saw, if the taser... I read the reports from the police department and their union. So the taser didn't work. So they so when this thing with force goes, you, um, you're allowed to go one level over the force that's being used against you. Like someone's wrestling you, you have every right to go punch him to get him to comply and get him in handcuffs to go one step over. So they were wrestling. So what's the next step over? Fists, whatever. Didn't see that going on. Maybe they were trying to wrestle and whatever. So if that doesn't work, next step is you're, you have your spray or your taser. In my day, it was spray. So I didn't, I didn't use a taser when I was on patrol because we didn't have them. wasn't allowed in New Jersey. So you would spray them. Spray doesn't work on everybody. Neither does the taser. You see people walk through those things. Yeah. It, it only lasts 10 seconds. So once that taser's done, you might only be able to get one shot in that thing. So if that fails, you have a taser in your hands. So what do you do with that? So you have, there's another weapon sitting out for everybody. So that's another problem with tasers. So if that failed and he supposedly had a knife... He can't like, and he has a warrant. You don't, and his, there's kids in the car, and leave. you can't let him leave. You don't know what he's gonna do. What if he goes and stabs his kid? Like that's never happened before. You can't be. We're not the. We're not psychic. Well, like, you also saw him reach for something. Yeah, he's right. going into the car. Like you don't, you don't have any. What it looked like to me, and I've done this a hundred times. He was going in, either he had a knife, or he's going to get something. You just don't reach into the car. If you're going to get out of there, you're going to jump in the car. Jump and leave. in the car. If you're not, you're not going to dive in. There's nothing to dive in for. You're going to push the gas with your hand it's yeah. not happening so for me what it looks like is that he was either reaching for something or trying to hide something either way is dangerous because you don't know either way if anybody can can tell me like uh, if someone's either putting something in with their hand and either going to drop it or get something you don't know and i'm not in the, nobody should be waiting for you to point something at your face like if you just rustled around tasered somebody and it looks like from what the pictures i've seen the guy had a knife you're not waiting for him to just stab you. And then if your listeners want to go see something incredible, uh, Google the 21-foot rule. There's videos on this. Yeah. So we're trained as police officers that you have 21. If, you're, if anybody's closer than 21 feet, for you to take your gun out and shoot somebody, even when your gun is out, you have, if they're within 21 feet, they're with, gonna, a, with a knife, they're going to get you. Yeah. So 21 feet with yeah. a knife and your gun's in a holster, you're dead. You're going to get stabbed. You're going to get stabbed. Correct. Yep. Yep. And I want anybody to go look and look that up. And it's legit. Count out 21 feet and have somebody run at you real quick and try to just even take your hand out of your pocket and do that. And you tell me. Yeah. You're so, getting stabbed. You're getting stabbed. You're 100% getting so, stabbed. Yep. 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 So, and that's that's what I was going to say. Like, if you see that weapon, let's just say for sake of argument, that cop waited to actually see him pull a gun out. Is he dead? Cop is dead. Cop's dead. Cop is dead. Mm-hmm. Plus, you don't know if, not only that, you don't know if he's going to go shoot somebody else. Not just you. There's people all over the place. What if he's got a vendetta against this woman that has the warrant against him? How many times have women been killed because their psycho boyfriend or whatever came back and killed him? You don't know. Plenty. 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 I mean, how many times you see it in Lakewood? I've got it. I've happened. Happened. Yeah, you we were prevented a murder, I could tell you about. Look, it's the same thing. So, so you were telling me earlier that what situation where you got hurt was similar what what situation was it? So, to tell everybody about about how uh, why you're retired. So three years ago, I was uh, supervising in patrol, and ended up at Laketon, which is a bar in town. Call came over, 
and um, that man was threatened with somebody with a knife. So when I hear that, and I have, at the time, I had a lot of new people in there. So not a lot of experience. So what I did, not typically everybody would, I would go to these calls and make sure that they were all right because they're young. Not everybody is experienced. So when you have a young shift, you should be going as a supervisor, monitoring situation. So I knew, as soon as I heard that, I said, this doesn't sound good. I know the place is mobbed with people. So I get there, and it was you were going to what? What was the call? It was a it was a fight. It was I a might have, I man might have... threatening another patron with a knife. Oh so man, arms, okay. armed suspect. Gotcha. Okay. So Sorry we, if I missed that. So we get there. It's on Second Street in downtown Lakewood, and I pull up behind everybody. Uh, maybe like four or five of uh, my co- my cops are sitting there in the middle of the street. Guns are drawn. Patrons all over the place. What I remember, I'll get to why I have to say why I remember, and. Um, I see the guy advancing towards uh, the officers, not complying, telling him to get on the ground, get on the ground, get on the ground. And I'm directly behind him at this point. So I see four guns pointed at me, bar patrons surrounded, I mean circled. There's a huge circle of people seeing what the hell's going on. You know when things, shit happens, so oh, people yeah. are all over the place. You have four cops it. with guns drawn, yep. and now, yeah, you, you have people that are going to, until shots are fired, then they're going to run their ass. So, th- something I've done a million times, disarmed disarm the guy arrest the man so i went to go and he was distracted with in front i feel i'm gonna get hit with a hail of bullets i go to try to lock this dude up get him on the ground and then they would come over you know you could help and lock him up unbeknownst to me uh when i went to go to grab it he uh put me in a uh, headlock and i don't remember anything really it's foggy the only thing i can so what decipher did, from all this is from reading the police reports. So what did you do? So you we went to you went for the weapon, or did you go to tackle? Oh, no, I went to go tackle him to get him to the ground. I want people on the ground because that's oh. So you hit him from behind. I went to go so like a sneak attack. So I grab yeah. him. Typically, what I would do in these situations, I would grab him, take him down, and hold him until whatever. So no one's getting out of my grip. But I thought hundreds of times before this guy did very big dude. I mean big dude. Six three six four two hundred fifty pound guy. From, uh, you're one hundred sixty five. I'm one hundred sixty five pounds. Wet. Yes. But, um, so apparently when he grabbed me, he got me good, took me right into the ground, um, bulldogged me right into a car, a police car. It's like and, a reverse DDT kind of? Yep, yep. With, uh, yeah, with all my force going forward too. And I don't remember anything. Woke up in the hospital, um, had a concussion, ended up, uh, basically breaking my neck. Um, did he get shot? Didn't get shot. He didn't get shot. He didn't get shot. And what happened? Do you know what happened with all with all the officers? As uh, far as what for, did they do afterwards? Did they, they just attack they wrestled, him and jump him? They, they got him. They uh, arrested him and brought him to custody. No one was stabbed. The only person injured was me. So, in your attempt to actually save this guy's life, it cost you your career. And, and correct. Yeah. So I ended up with um, I think two surgeries on my neck. I have nerve damage in my hand. I, it's cold out. Can't use my hands. Um, Throat's all messed up. I got post-concussion syndrome from that. Headaches and shit, all that stuff. All because I... Uh, Getting better? Uh, Neck spasms do. They're better. Nerve damage is done. It's never coming back. Okay. Um, deal with the neck thing. You know, whatever it is, what it is. I never take a shot again with my neck. I mean, if I'm playing catch with the kids or something, or if I flinch my neck this way, it's severe pain. Like, I'll never be the same ever again. Ever. So let me ask you a question. If you had to do it all over, would you let him get shot or would you do it the same way? I'd rather not be um, permanently injured, I can tell you that. Uh, and that's what you risk if you... If, again, if, if, again, if they shoot, innocent people are going to get shot. So I, I guess I would still do the same thing. 
because I don't want some guy at the bargaining shop because we didn't I I don't want to get hurt. I get paid for that, I guess. Yeah. So, you know, different I mean, situation, nobody behind I'd you. Rather, you I'd rather I'd rather be in, I'd rather be injured than have somebody that's not even involved shot. Yeah. I guess it's okay. part of the job. So if you um if she's there by himself, this is if those people weren't there, there's no chance of anybody else. Yeah, of course. I don't want to be injured and plus that guy had it coming. He was threatening and advancing with a knife. I mean, what do you want? To, you know, what do you want us to do? Yeah, I mean, no one had tasers. This was pre-tasers, I think, and not, or not everybody was issued a taser. So sometimes tasers aren't even on the table here. So, no shit. Yeah. So you don't think they did anything wrong with, with Jacob Blake based on based on that? Because like, what I see, no, there's nothing you can do. You don't know, and you can't predict the future. You can't let him go. He's under arrest. It's a serious crime. He's resisting arrest. He's going to a car with children. Yeah, like no one else in in the country or in history has ever not taken their kids and killed them or done something. He could have been into a police chase with the kids at that point, and they've gotten hurt. You can't let him leave in that car. You cannot. You don't know what's going to happen. You don't know if he's going to go run somebody over. You don't know if he's going to hurt his own kids. If this guy's going to fight with a knife with cops in broad daylight, who knows what he's capable of. Yeah, and you're somebody who has literally risked his own neck not to kill somebody. Correct. And and you're saying that. Yes. So when you look at all the past all of these like past shootings, right? The one that people are going crazy of is this, is this Brianna Taylor. Mm-hmm. Right? Everyone thinks that she was a innocent medical tech that just got killed. So the story that just came out was she was a a medical technician and they the, the story that made everybody go crazy was that the Police executed a warrant on the wrong door, mm-hmm. right? That's what they that's what they reported, and just killed this lady. Correct. Right, which turned out not to be true again. Correct. What actually happened was there was a her boyfriend, which they're claiming now that it wasn't her boyfriend, mm-hmm. but her boyfriend who was in that apartment had a drug ring, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And basically, they had the warrant for the proper house. Yes. Everything was correct. Yes. And he discharged a weapon first, the boyfriend. Correct. And then the, the police officers returned fire. Yes. Right? Um, tell me about that one. Do you see anything wrong with the cops, with, with the cops that did on that one? Well, if you would just listen to the initial reports, yeah, it sounded horrible. Everybody looked at them and went, that's terrible. But when you go and look it up of what they were doing there and no-knock warrants and everything, um, it wasn't the wrong address. They had the right address. Her boyfriend was, which typically drug dealers will do, they take... They take, um, they'll receive packages. You can get drugs through the mail. I've done dozens of warrants and stuff like that. You can even have a thing called an anticipatory warrant when you're, like, if you could track a package that's coming in that they, the, the Postal Service is flagged as having drugs in it, you, as soon as, like, it would be like this at your house. We're waiting for the UPS guy to deliver, or it could be a cop, who would deliver the package that's supposed to come to their house. As soon as he receives it, we're raiding you in anticipate, you know, in anticipation of you receiving it like if he didn't take it we wouldn't do the warrant but if he takes it we're there ready to go so there's things like that to go on so typically when um with drug dealers they use different houses a lot of them keep their drugs here keep their weapons here keep their money somewhere else which is highly important to get to that's what they want to hide too so you're they're going to have different addresses they're going to leave shit in the car some people put stuff in the woods they bury it so with her case he was seen Using address, and the postal service flagged a package that was for drugs. That's why they got to a that address. To that address. That's why they flagged it. There's uh, in their search warrant, they had everything listed in there. Like another thing, people don't understand. So you looked too. at the search warrant. 
I saw some of some of that, but it was in there, and there's other reports in there too. What people don't get is they think the police just go ahead and raid anything. You got to go before a judge. You, I mean, these search warrants are sometimes 20, 30, 40 pages of stuff of what you're doing. I actually did some more research and found that they had GPS trackers on this guy's car, and he's been at our house all a bunch of times. So it, that's which is in the warrant. So when you get GPS trackers, you have to get a warrant to put that on there, and they track you wherever you go in your car. They hide it under your car and go from there. Wow, so they actually GPS tracked him. That's yes. how. Yes. Gotcha. So and the other problem they were saying, oh, the guy was ar- the, the main suspect was already arrested. Just because he's arrested doesn't necessarily mean you're not going to go continue to investigate. You still have warrants for these houses. You have to make sure there's no drugs, guns, money, proceeds from a crime, evidence of a crime, ledgers, anything. So you're going to continue to search. This doesn't end with his arrest. You have a warrant for these houses to continue your investigation. So anybody that, that is talking about these has no clue what the hell they're talking about. Clearly. Clearly. They need to listen to you. Yes. Okay. And then when the cars, when they're talking, everybody's in an uproar about no-knock warrants. Again, it's issued by a judge. You either have no knock or knock and announce. Knock and announce, you're bang, bang, bang on the door. You wait a certain time. Police search warrant. Police search warrant. You would think, according to the news, that we that police just break into people's houses and don't announce themselves. Even on a no knock warrant, yeah, you're blasting the, the door open. You're everywhere. It's standard training. Police search warrant when you enter the house. You're not saying police search warrant before you bust the door down. Who? What's the use of a no knock warrant? No knock warrant is there for safety issues. Hence... There's, like, you for certain things, criminal history. The guy has assaults on police, uh, weapons offenses, shootings, murder. Anything where the guy's propensity for violence, they're going to issue these warrants for as a no-knock. Um, if, if there's guns in the house, weapons, anything like that, the house is fortified, which drug dealers do. So no-knock warrants are the, are the ones where... You got to be sneaky because you're expecting something. Yeah, because you want to. What they're going to do? They're going to go in, raid quick, get it right on the ground, get everybody in zip ties, make sure everybody's safe, make sure there's no one hiding in bed, so everybody can can do their search and preserve evidence and preserve life. That's why they do it. So when they got the warrant, so no knock. What, what, hold on, hold on. No knock warrants are to preserve life. Correct, as best you can. There's no guarantee you're gonna. No, of course, yeah. But, but preserve it's, your it's life and theirs because it's just, it could be. A, there's a reason why they're doing it. If there's a safety issue, whether you want, you know, there's a gun in there. The goal is to get through there as fast as you can to eliminate any threat, not by shooting, but by get everybody um, put in zip ties or cuffs, just so the scene is safe. The goal is there to get the scene safe, and the next goal is to search and preserve evidence. You don't do no-knocks because the guy's going to flush stuff down the toilet. That's not a threat to somebody's safety. But in this case, from what I read, the boyfriend had a gun registered to him. Red flags off there. Plus, the criminal history, I assume, of her ex-boyfriend is not good either. So the judge issued it. Not the police said, I want a no-knock. They request it, and the judge reviews, and you go from there. And then you have to um, execute it under certain times and conditions, and sometimes they're at night. Sometimes you can only do them at night. A lot of times you want to do them at night because... People aren't moving around. They're usually secured in their beds. Gotcha. So when you go in there, you know that there's not going to be people typically all over the place. Gotcha. So the things that you heard that everyone had a problem with was the fact that it was a no-knock warrant. They didn't announce themselves. Mm-hmm. There's no and, evidence of that. And, and these typically, these things aren't, even in New Jersey, which is a uh, very restrictive on police, we don't film them. So they're typically not filmed. Gotcha. Because it's a, with the body cams, it's a, a, a lot of times with... You can't use the vi- um, body cams inside houses because it's a violation of the First Amendment. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, Fourth Amendment. Fourth Amendment, Fourth, yeah. I'm sorry, Fourth Amendment. Gotcha. Um, uh, yeah, it's, it's almost like a search of your house. 
Like your home is your fortress. So that's a violation if you turn your body cam on and somebody recording them. Yeah. So uh, okay, gotcha. a lot of stuff with Constitution in there. It's a violation of the Fourth Amendment. That makes a lot of sense. So typically these things aren't. You know, you'd have to make an amendment to get that in. So these body cams don't always apply to every situation either. So that's interesting. That's very interesting. So let me ask you this. The last part that everyone had a problem with. Mm-hmm. They said he thought, or this is what the criminal is saying now, the drug dealer who just was just arrested, about the whole Brianna Taylor killing. He said that he thought he was being robbed, and he shot. So he shot first, struck an officer in the leg. Mm-hmm. What do officers do at that point? Do they just wear bullets, or do they fire back? Fire back. You fire back, right? Yes. Okay. It's even a raid. If- Somebody fires at you no matter what. You're anything. You're getting shot at. You're getting stabbed. You have to eliminate the threat. Stop the threat. You're going to stop the threat. So let's just say, just to say for a sake of argument, I'm in my room, my door's closed, down the hallway I hear people, I fire around right through the damn door. Mm-hmm. Do you guys just start shooting the door up? You you're going to return fire. You're not going to say, who is it? Whatever. <laughs> if you're getting shot at from there, what do you want to do? I mean, like you said before, you're not Ace Ventura. You're not going to catch it in your teeth. Yeah. You know? <laughs> so if they can do that, then everybody would be safe. We need no need for guns. So... Catching bullets in yeah. your teeth. Remember where did where was that? That was the last dragon too, wasn't it? Yes. Remember that? Got yeah. the glow and shit, and he mm-hmm. caught the bullet in his teeth. Yep. Love that. Yeah. Ace Ventura. The last now you're not going to go on a shooting like if you have, with a machine gun just start spraying everything. You have to be re- return fire of where it's coming from. Like you can't just start shooting the next house up in the air, or whatever. <laughs> so you're going to return fire where it is. You where have to stop the threat where it's coming from. Correct. Okay. So with the Breonna Taylor story. Mm-hmm. Seems like the cops were fine there too. It's become political. That's why. Okay. It's facts were not even put out initially, and then if you want to, they're never put out initially. No. They're never. And when the you, story you hear first is never the accurate one. Once again, I took one look at the Jacob Blake video. I saw cops with their guns drawn and a guy walking towards a car reaching something. He mm-hmm. dies. Correct. It, it's not a very difficult thing to see, but it's no. all political. They're all they're all making it just completely political. Well, it's, it's, I find it very interesting that. That it's fashionable these days to immediately believe the rapist criminal over the cop. Let's give him the benefit of the doubt. The rapist criminal, exactly, yes. Over, yes. over the cop. Yeah. yeah. So they- we're so right off the bat, and this is what it's like today: is that yeah, the cops are already wrong. We're going to believe that this guy uh, was minding his own business, breaking up the fight, and didn't have a knife. Um, <laughs> and yeah, was just going to his car for a nice Sunday afternoon drive. Yeah, let's believe the rapist. The rapist, which is which is ironic the, because the rapist of a fourteen-year-old who had a who had a warrant for his arrest. Yeah, so the uh, Democrats and the liberals' minds must be exploding right now because you have the Me Too movement. What do you believe? The Me Too with the rape or the Black Lives Matter stuff? Like, what is the best? Isn't isn't so? Shouldn't you take what the rape allegation is? So it's true according no, to Me Too. No, 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 no. I don't know. No, the li- is, liberals are nothing nothing but a bunch of hypocrisies. So, they're my, they're, it's a battle of hypocrisies. That's why they're emotional. So this is where we're at at this time. So it's it's fashionable to believe rapists and not your eyes, video, facts that are coming out. No facts. Facts yeah. don't matter. No. What are facts? No, it's whatever you want to believe. It's funny. Last night, I'm at, I'm at friends' houses, right? Um, and I have, I have lesbian friends. So we're hanging out with all of, our, all of us. They're awesome people. I love them. Um, we're at their house. Mm. And they asked me, we start talking about the Yankees. And I was like, yeah, I haven't watched the lick of, lick of the Yankees. And they're like, why? I'm like, because politics has no business in sports. So she's liberal as hell, of course. Mm-hmm. So she looks at me and says, 
well, what is politics? What are they getting political about? I said, the whole Black Lives Matter thing. She goes, that's not political. I said, bullshit. That's a political organization. Mm -hmm. And it was a, it was, it started to be an argument, you know? And what she said, she's like, you don't even know your facts. I'm like, where's all their money going? It's all done. I said, name one. I said, do me a favor. If it's not a political organization, have you ever even looked at their website? You see their, their manifesto? It's a communist manifesto. You see, it's right there. It's mm -hmm. all communist. You see it. It is a political organization. They are a political arm for the Democrats. 100% of their money goes to Democrat candidates. Look it up. And it was, a, it was an argument, right? And then Serena's sitting there going, do we have to get political? I'm like, I didn't. They asked me why. And then she told me that I was crazy for calling it a, a political organization. It is. But the whole idea that it was, was twofold. Number one, she didn't have any facts. Mm -hmm. Facts had, were, were gone. She claimed that she was talking facts. Yeah. But they're, they're not, because if you're, if you're not really looking into it, if you, if you think that's just a you know, grassroots movement and it's not a nationalized like, political arm of something, you're crazy. Mm -hmm. It's the same thing with the Tea Party. The Tea Party was a political, was a political arm of the, of the, of the, the, the conservatives. So it's, it's insane. Well, let's let's move on from there because I just I had to go off. I, I want to add to the Breonna Taylor stuff too with the them shooting and she got shot. Yeah, she didn't shoot, but her boyfriend did. The police don't have X-ray vision. There's nothing that could show, like in Call of Duty, that oh, there's seven people in the house. You don't know how many people are shooting. You don't know what you're getting into. It's, it's an educated guess of how many people are there because typically you're surveilling the house beforehand. A lot of times too, you have a, you have what they call snipers watching the door to see who's coming in and out. So you have an educated guess. I mean, someone could be holed up there for days with a huge arsenal. You don't know. When you hit that door, you don't know what the hell's. I've seen some crazy shit that goes on in these. Anything. Seen some crazy. Booby traps. You could be anything in these houses. Booby traps? Know. Yes. No shit, yeah. huh? People fortify their house. They have, they have surveillance cameras. They have these idiot kids running around that they pay to, to spot us doing stuff. Like, there's a million things that can happen. Wow. Yes. And that was all like... Criminals, yes, they are stupid as whole, but they're... A lot of things they do is smart. It's very smart. Yeah. They're not stupid. Yeah. I mean, nothing. They might be misguided, but a lot of them aren't stupid. So, you know, a lot of them are nobody... very smart. If they if they just had a little, you know, if they took what they know and they actually reduced it in a good way, some of them mm -hmm. would be very successful people. Yep. Some of them are very successful criminals. Yep. So it's you know it's just a mindset, I guess. I, who knows? So let me ask you a question. When you look at all, oh, let's actually go through George Floyd once before I even ask you that that mm -hmm. question. I was going to do. George Floyd. His, his killing caused $500 million worth of damage. Yep. Over 1,000 cop cars burned. Yep. Um, multiple, multiple black people killed. Mm -hmm. Multiple black officers killed. Mm -hmm. Multiple people killed. And 700-plus police officers injured with, I think, what, 10 or 15 that have been killed during these riots mm -hmm. right now? Right? And how many? It's, it's countless more. The, from the beginning, I was saying... Where is the missing 10 minutes? Getting back to what you were saying about how you get partial story. Yep. All we saw was him on the ground with three police officers over the top of him. And I was one of the only ones along with you online and stuff like that saying, how does he want, how does it go from this camera that we saw day two? Because mm -hmm. remember, you only, or day like three or four, really. Because yeah. the first day, all you saw was him being on the ground. This yep. is what the media showed you. It's all you saw. How did he get down to three police officers on top of him? That's what I wanted to know. Why is he not in the car? Where's the 10 minutes to 15 minutes from this camera to him on the ground? Then lo and behold... It's leaked. It's leaked. And then guess what? This is what we realize. That he resisted 
and caused a problem with those cops for 15 minutes mm-hmm. leading up to that. Yep. So now that you saw the entire leaked video that had to be leaked, did those cops do anything wrong? What about the knee to the back of the neck? So... I'm trying to see. So now that I have most 95 percent, there's still stuff like what was recovered on scene. A lot of reports say there was some baggies dropped. Whatever it's whatever that is, it's it will doesn't really matter at this point. It matter with something else. I'll say. My opinion after seeing all this, it's not a criminal matter. It's a civil liability. It's a wrongful death civil case. Let me explain to you why. So he was. They were called to the scene. Gave the uh, counterfeit thing, the uh, $20 bill. So that's forgery. It's actually, I think, pr- I think a third-degree crime, which is a fairly serious crime. Not a s- serious violent crime, but you're going to get arrested for, for, you know, using that to whatever he's going to do with it, buy something or pass it along. So he's under arrest at that point. Immediately upon his arrest, he starts screaming. He doesn't want to go in the car. He can't breathe when he's standing up, everything. So it's typical. Like, that's not out of the ordinary. That shit happens all the time. Everybody's always screaming during arrest, you know? Sometimes you get loudmouth, sometimes you get cooperative people. Typically, you want to get him in the car, get him the hell out of there, because it's city blocks, cars, and stuff. They try to put him in the car. He will not go in the car. He's sitting, um, they're moving around back there. A lot of people don't know, too. Every police officer in the country is trained on this. When you have your hands behind your back with, um, with handcuffs, you can't put somebody down, lay him down on the car. They'll die. It's called positional asphyxiation. When you're down on your ground, on, on, on your chest, laying down, the, your body weight is on there, plus your arms. So it's almost like you're pushing yourself into the ground. You can't breathe. You can't leave somebody down like they'll die. So you'll be held so, responsible. That's so a you, civil matter at that point. Unless you, you hogtie them, which nobody's allowed to hogtie people anymore for that reason, and do it. So then you purposely did this. If you just leave them there, it's more of a negligent type thing. So that's civil. It's not criminal. So that's why they took him out of the car, because you cannot leave him in there. He'll die. He's out of control. They call it um, uh, excited delirium. What you hear the guy say, I think he might be delirium. And when those, that's red flags go off because people can drop dead at that point. They're all hyped up. He looks like he might be on some sort of drugs. Well, he was. He was Correct. on fentanyl. But you don't know that. You have to yeah. assume. A lot of times they are. You could just so tell by the mannerisms. He did, he did say that, delirium. He said delirium. I, it's called excited delirium. That people can drop dead. Anybody, if you're all hyped up like that in, the, in police things, just should happen. You have to identify it. you got to get a medical attention. So like a lethal cardiac arrhythmia yeah, or something people, like that. Yeah, happens. just basically you're spontaneously combusting right there because you're all, you're, everything is a mess. You're, they did blood tests on this. Your levels, cortisol and all sorts of shit is all elevated, fucks everything up. So being that he may have been delirium mm-hmm. and then they put him in that position... That probably led to... If you can identify that, which they did, they said it on there, you would call for an ambulance. you got to get this guy to the hospital. you got to have him released and sign that he's all right to go. So, so kneeling on him for nine minutes was not the way to go. No, but that's something I would not do. To, what they should have done, and this is why they're going to get fired, that guy, is they should have taken him back to the wall where they originally had him, had him sit there. And you sit with him, and you hold him there until the ambulance comes, you take him to the hospital. But listen to this. That with, move with with being cuffed. Yes, behind the, if he's okay. sitting there, he he could he could have an overdose and die. We don't know. They're, apparently, he might have eaten all that fentanyl right there. So we don't know. We don't know if there's baggies that was found. What we don't have any evidence so of that because they're not releasing it. So what you would have done is instead of putting him in the car, you would have taken him to that wall that he was at and said, "Sit down." If my hands were tied at that point to that I couldn't take him in because he can't lay him down. He's got to go to the hospital. He's guy's out of control. There's something wrong with him. Clearly, something's wrong with him. You sit him down. 
You can't if you can't have him sit in the street. He can get up and run. So if they were cons- like it depends. It's like again, it's subjective. Like me personally, I would have did that. These guys didn't do that. They did the knee move. The knee move that people don't know is allowed there. That's not a choking move. That's a compliance hold. If you put basically your knees there or your hands pushing on somebody, where the head the head can't move, the body can't move. So it's it's a control thing. That's all it is, and it's allowed in that police department. So he followed the procedures. The reason why he had him there, he didn't want it. He didn't want to get him up because the guy was all over the place. If he runs into the street and runs away and gets hit by a car, that's on you. You're liable for him. So what they should have done was, like I said, put him against the wall, have him sit there till the ambulance comes. The ambulance is on the way. He kept him there for that whole time. But he'll pay. But the reason why I say it's a civil case, that move's allowed there. It's not the right move. He's gonna. Not he's right responsible move. for holding him there and down on the ground like that. So it's positional asphyxiation. But that move's allowed. So it's not a criminal matter. The lawyers are gonna have a field day with this. Absolute field day. He followed the procedure of what you're allowed to do. He just happened to die in custody of an, of whatever. So the cops are responsible for his death because they had him in that position. There's a civil liability. He's gonna sue. Probably get fired. Try to sue and probably eventually get his job back. To be honest with you, because he followed the the things. If you know, you've done martial arts and all this stuff. How easy is it to choke somebody out? If very gonna, easy. You hit the right easy. spot, and they, they're out Correct. in seconds. So if this guy's about 200 pounds, give or take, and his knee is directly into his throat, like they said, he would have damage to his throat. The first, And he didn't, though. He didn't. There's no damage to his throat. Yeah. His weight on top of him probably contributed to the positional asphyxiation. However, it's, it's not... It's negligence. It's negligence. civil. The police department... Is going to be responsible. The city, it's not criminal. There's nothing racial about it. They were randomly called there. They didn't put him. They didn't put a knee on him because he's black. They put yeah. the knee on him because they were following procedures and the guy was out of control. And they didn't want him running around, getting away, getting hit by a car or whatever. The guy's out of control. They're waiting. For, they got to have him sit there. Their mistake was putting their weight on him like that and not putting him on the wall. That's the mistake. It's a mistake. That's it. So it's a mistake. It's not a systemic police whole needs reform no. problem as far as that's. And concerned. I'm going to tell you why because. There's, you can look it up, whatever. Every day, there's nationwide, there's 900,000 police contacts per day, on average. Let's just say it's a million. How many days are in a year? 900,000 police contacts. So that could be from anything, from saying, uh, pulling somebody over, to getting a cat out of the tree, to responding to a murder. So on average, there's 900,000 a day. Times it by the year, it's about 360 million police contacts. Out of those police contacts, a hand about between 1,000 and 1,300 on average every year are killed. What is that? What's, what is that? It's Nothing. 0.001 yeah. of police total contacts. And out of that 1,000 to 1,300, a handful of people are actually unarmed. It's actually, it was nine blacks, 18 whites Correct. last year. Correct. Yes. But according to the media, you would never know and that. They were still attacking. Out of those, apparently out of the nine blacks, um, only two of them were like suspected the police did something wrong. The rest, they were attacking the officer. Correct. And the same thing, the same percentage-wise of the whites, it was like four that really didn't deserve it out of the out of the eighteen, which was still fourteen, were unarmed, Correct. but they were still attacking officers. So out of the, the New York Post has been tracking all these for years. So out of that three hundred sixty million, about about fifty to sixty people are unarmed every year. But according to the news, you would think, like me, I worked for twenty years. You think I'd slaughter about two thousand black people a year? A year. You're That's, hunting them. Yes, you're out, outside. One hundred percent hunting. So them. if you go to any business, your do business. You have, do you have the Rambo, the Rambo fucking blow up arrows that you hunt these kids with, <laughs> with these black ones with? Just 
whoop, and fucking blowing them up, right? MSNBC and C- that's what you're CNN, doing. It's what they make it seem like it's going on. But if you break it down into like a business, which police policing is basically a big business, it's yeah. revenue and all this shit. Um, out of the 360 million contacts for the year, 60 and in unarmed people. You don't like unarmed people getting killed? Fine, that's you can have that. So that's what failure rate of what. Point zero 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 one. Now take that to a business like Amazon. If they destroy or lose point zero 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 one of their packages and fail, that's a home run. Are you kidding me? That's not even a home run. That's so, a that is a that is a five run grand slam with like three seconds left on the clock. Correct type shit. You so, know what, so the, <laughs> you know the, what I'm counter, saying? The counter argument someone would say is, oh, you, but that you can't treat people like a package. Fine. That's why it, the numbers are even more on the police's side because you have humans involved. Humans are unpredictable. And out of that, all those contacts per day, that would, that's what it ends up every year. It's basically an average every year. That's a great rate. People are going to – no one will say this, and this is unbelievable. Some people are gonna, in life are going to get left behind. Some people are going to get fucking killed. It's just that's life. That's you life. can't do anything about it. It's human beings. They're animals. They're involved. Shit is going to happen. Good or bad, justified or not justified, and if it's not justified, it is so minute that this is what we're destroying cities and all this shit over. It doesn't make any sense. This applies to anything in life. If you're going to have a failure rate of that out of all these contacts, you're winning. Shit's going to happen. No one will say it. It's going to happen. You're winning on a major way, dude. That is a that is a big time. Think value. of it like that. Nobody yeah. says shit about that, and it's unbelievable. The failure rate on police is that. You could bring other things at all that uh, that we're affected this way or. Black people are are more, uh, I guess, per capita, whatever. Is that you can skew any stat you want. As you, like, if you someone wants to say, oh, more white people are killed than black people. Well, true. However, there's a lot more white people than black people. So, you could say that. Well, however, that's, that's how the other side changes. Correct. It. Exactly. However, they but, go well per capita. We get killed at an alarming more percentage, and blah blah but blah. But police go where the crime is. So if. What are black males? Seven, eight percent of the total population. Yeah, seven, uh, black males. males. Yeah, yeah. They're 7%. committing on average every year fifty-five to sixty-five percent of all violent crime. So if the violent crime in this seven to eight percent are happening, the police are going to focus on where the crime is. Anywhere, the crime in Manchester could be a bunch of kids burglarizing. We're going to focus on that. On the crime. On the crime. We focus on. We go where the crime is. Crime. What affects people's quality of life? Drug dealing, looting, burglaries assaults, um, murders, shootings, crime, like legit crime. That's where that's where they're focused on. It's not focused on race. It's because in this particular area of wherever they're living, that's the problem. No shit. So you're saying criminals criminals are, the, are, are what you guys focus on, or what cops focus on. Criminals. criminals. That's 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 Crim- what you do? Yeah, criminals? Yep. Criminals, crime stats. They just don't go searching for people. You search... For the crimes. If there's crimes being committed, you go stop it. If there's people that need help, you go help. Um, but if there's a problem area, you're focused. If there's a problem with burglaries, it were, and just are going to say Leisure Village, these people are doing it, so-and-so. It could be anybody. You're going to focus on people walking around. You're going to question people because burglars do that. People at night. People creep around at night. You're going to follow the crime. A lot of times if they're crime-focused, which you're going to, which, not to go off topic or anything, but for the De Blasio, Go off to, topic, to, dude. If De Blasio to get rid of the plainclothes unit, which is the that is the backbone. I know everybody says, "Oh, the backbone of the police department is is the um, patrol," which it is. However, the crime fighters are the plainclothes guys, which I did for a very long time. So this hits it's hits, hits home for me. Um, 
They're the crime fighters. If you're going to get rid of the crime fighters, what, what are we doing here? We're just going to have, you know, we're just going to respond to calls, hug people, uh, criminals. Don't do that. If you did, eh, I'm not too sure. Uh, but you want people crime fighting. Those are the crime. And to get rid of them is just ridiculous. So I thought, I thought police were there to give hugs. You're not no. hug givers? No. You're well, you can. I mean, there's appropriate times for it. Like, I worked homicides and you're you know you, you're sympathetic to victims and stuff so you know you're not sometimes you do have to hug people and I told you i'm not the community relations guy but sometimes you build relationships with people and i could see yeah. your face now dude but, uh, some somebody hugging you crying yeah, on your shoulder and so shit bothered. you just standing there like rolling your eyes yeah, like jesus yeah, christ not, do i have I to know, do this, this that's not me that's not me <laughs> You're okay. Yeah. You're okay. You're patting yeah. him on the head. Okay. Is that enough? Is yeah. that enough? Yeah. Good job. Pat <laughs> on the ass. Get the hell away from me. Okay. <laughs> no, I mean, dude, I, from everything I heard, honestly, I heard about you. You know, I know, I know people that worked with you. Mm. Every single person that that, and they don't blow smoke up my ass. But mm. every single person that that has talked to me about you that you worked with said you were a fucking awesome cop. Mm. That's the god's honest truth. Um, there was a couple people that, that that told me that that was like, dude, I I'm, I was so upset when he left because he he taught me a lot and he was just a fucking good cop. It's, it's I'll, I'll be braggadocious like Trump. It's true. It's true. It's 100 true. <laughs> now I'm telling you, I, I rubbed many people the wrong way there. But if you're gonna you go go it's down 75 percent of the place, I'll tell you the same thing. The same thing. I was a legit cop. I'm no bullshit. Like I did the job the way it was supposed to be done. It was fair. Like I never wrote a speeding ticket ever. Never. Like, I wasn't big on that. Like, I'm not a big revenue guy. Um, I gave a lot of people a break. A lot. A lot. A lot. Okay. So I wasn't, I, even though I was So you weren't the hard-ass cop? No. Because no. there's a couple of them. You, you, know, you know when you get pulled over by the hard-ass cop. Here's a true story, and then I'm going to ask you some of our final questions. My Wednesday night baseball team, just to kind of get off of it. We had, a couple years ago, it was, uh, it was ran by, like, all cops. Mm-hmm. So imagine me, I get on this team, I come walking through a whole bunch of cops, and what I do is I rip bowls in the fucking parking lot before I go play, right? So as I walk in, I'm noticing haircuts, like everybody's tight going up into the, into the cap. And you I look like the gym teacher from Beavis and Butthead. I'm like, I'm going cop, 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 cop. And I swear to God, everyone I passed, they all just went and just looked at me because yeah. I could smell it. Like, mm. who the fuck is this guy? That game, I wound up crushing three baseballs, dude, like right to the fucking fence. And they're mm. like, who is this guy that just ripped bowls out in the parking lot? And he comes <laughs> and he spanks baseballs and shit. Great bunch of dudes. They mm. were fucking such a good bunch of dudes. But there was the one guy who was their lieutenant. He comes and plays a couple games. Mm. State trooper. Lieutenant state trooper. And when I tell you, dude, I came walking up to this guy baked, baked up. I was like, yo, what's up, man? How you doing? He turned and looked at me, and I immediately sobered up. Like that. Mm. It was a, all of my high, gone. <laughs> Six bowls, gone, Joe. Okay? And I looked at him. I was like, yes, sir. How the hell are you doing? You look like you write tickets like that. And he just kind of giggled at me. Because you know me. I, I yeah. will break someone's balls. Yeah. But So when I tell you this dude was super, super trooper, if mm. you look that up in, in that, you know, you search for it online, yeah. his face is going to pop up. He was probably 6'3" shredded to the shredded to the gills sauced up like a maniac mm. right the highest tightest <laughs> fucking haircut you could ever have in your life so the only thing i thought of was if he's behind you you get pulled over and you see him get out of the fucking car mm-hmm. in your rear view you're going oh i'm so fucked right now i am so fucked right now he's that guy yeah. and it's funny because after the game 
some of the other troopers looked at the 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 trooper who ran the team and was like, "What the fuck are you doing, bringing him out here? What do you? I have my squad car. He's my lieutenant. What are you doing? Like, dude, like they all got." And he's like, "No, he's a really good guy." Like, "No, are you crazy? He, I will be fired tomorrow for this. You don't even know. Like, it was hysterical. Yeah. But you could tell." Just by looking at him, mm-hmm. you were getting a ticket. I thought I was going to get a ticket just for speeding around the bases. The God, God's honest <laughs> truth. But let's let's get back to this. So, any of these any of these other cases, I'm going to rattle them off to you. you. You tell me where to stop, right? So we spoke about Brianna, Brianna Taylor. We spoke about George Floyd. Um, we did Jacob Blake. Mm-hmm. Now, I guess the we'll do most recent, right? Who is um, Rashad Brooks? Mm-hmm. That's the guy that was firing the taser at the cop. Well, no, if you want to start from the beginning, he was the guy that was just sleeping in his car, remember? In the drive-thru. Take, nope, he was just taking a nap. That was the, that no, was but the narrative. But he was actually in no, you're right, the but, drive-thru line. I know, but I want to go with what they were telling you in the beginning. Oh, yeah, he and was just some, taking a nap. there's a woman nap. on CNN okay, yeah, that was sorry. continuing. She was just, he was just taking a nap. He was just yeah. napping. Meanwhile, you find out, like you said, he's in the drive-thru. Passed out. out. <laughs> Passed out yeah, cold. Out cold. Again, so that's everyone a- forgets. Once again, like you said, we I guess we forgot that drunk drivers kill people too. Correct. Right? Fucked up, mangled people. We don't care about that anymore. Okay. It doesn't matter what you do, Joe. Can I cut you off ma- real quick? Cut me off. Just, cut you're, it. you're asking about another dangerous situation. I'm going to give you an incredible one. This is a dangerous situation. A drunk behind a running car. You know how many? I can't even count how many times that we would go to a call. The guys at the at the light or on the side of the road, and the car is running. You have to like almost be on eggshells because if you knock, they almost ten times out of ten, what do they go for? The gas. <laughs> How many times I've seen people just drive off, hit a hit a telephone pole or whatever because they were drunk. It's the most one of the most dangerous calls you can go to. Is that is because that? They could just they have no idea. You think oh I was you're out for a second. You wake up oh shit I gotta go. Boom you hit the gas you're gonna hit somebody. Now you're talking about there's people all over the place in there. There's other cars. You know, it's dangerous. It's very dangerous, that, that type of one. So, yeah, I mean, people, once again, people forget how many people get killed from drunk drivers. Yes. It's a lot. Yes. So, once again, now, like, so here we go. We're giving rapists a pass. Mm-hmm. We're giving drunk drivers a pass. Yes. It doesn't matter if you're doing any of those things. It's, if you're black and you get killed in the year 2020 by a cop, in any way, shape, or form, the cop's a scumbag. Correct. Especially in this situation. So let's we can continue it. He was asleep in the fucking drive-thru. Mm-hmm. You know, it goes back and forth. Apparently they talked to him for like 30 minutes or whatever mm-hmm. it was. And then he got violent. It was court. I mean, that's, those are, that's a typical arrest. Normally they're like that. I mean, eight times out of ten, that's arrest. So you, you get the handcuffs, you go, and you're still talking to the guy like he's a normal human being. That's how most things go. They talk to him like he's a human being. Mm-hmm. There were, there were, no one was disrespectful either way. But do you see how things go when it's time to get arrested or things get real and you're taking away people's liberties and freedom? Shit's going to happen. Like that. It can go from zero to a hundred. Like a thousand, yep. So this turns into him, a well-spoken guy, looked like he was a nice guy, no problems. I, would, I wouldn't I would be – there were nothing – there's no red flags to me at all that would say this guy's going to fight. And you see how quickly it changed into a full-out brawl, tasers being used, not working, tasers being stolen and turned around while he's running, fleeing within, what, four feet of his face, getting shot at. So at that point, if someone's firing a taser at you, so, so do you, you think the cop had any idea what was being shot at him? No. You're, you're in a, if anybody, another thing, people who have never, let alone been in a fight, 
where I've actually tried to wrestle somebody. As a police officer, you have like 50 pounds of equipment on. These guys are soaking wet because they know they're going to run. So everybody's soaking wet. They're so hard to get a control of because they, they're, <laughs> they're hard. They're slippery, is going okay. so fast. So everybody's slippery. They're all, everybody's hyped up. You know when you're hyped up, you're stronger. You're faster. You're not hyped up like as a cop. You got all this shit on you. You, you know you don't even want to be there as it is. This guy, you know, whatever. You're, you know something else could have you just came from that just pissed you off, whatever. But like you don't know. Like you have tunnel vision. Anybody that's been in a fight where a wrestling match like this, it's tunnel vision. Everything moves slow. Like you don't know. You don't know what the hell that. You just know that something was just fired in my face. And then you're when that happens, you're you react. Like you don't know. And at the same time, you have to protect life. You have to protect other people. And he's said that he knew it was a taser. So what? You don't know how many times that can fire. It can fire one, two, maybe three times, depending on the taser. He can take that taser, go carjack somebody with it. Go shoot somebody else. Go shoot you again. Take your gun. Remember I told you? Every, yeah. Every, every time there's a weapon everywhere on every call, your gun. Mm-hmm. What if he takes that because you didn't do anything? He shoots you with the taser, takes your gun, shoots your partner, or shoots some random kid or anybody that was an innocent victim. You, you can't play. You can't. You don't have the opportunity because you have no one has, you know. It's it's hysterical to me how people just give the guy like it, we disregard everything he did leading up to him getting killed. Mm-hmm. Every single one of these stories, it's if the person like I said it with George Floyd, I had I I, I did that one show. If the, he just sat the fuck down, I mean he would have lived, right? But like you said, you you made a a very good argument for that as far as the what was it the dystopia or whatever the um, positional asphyxiation. No, the other thing. Um, where they could just drop dead. Oh, the excited delirium. Delirium. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, them, that's yeah. what it was. You yeah. made you made a very interesting interesting yeah, argument I mean, those for that. Are, one. Those are not those are bad calls. Like when you have those people, it's a mess. You can drop yeah. dead. That's like your red flags are going off. Yeah, that that's interesting. But all, most all of these cases, everyone ignores what the people did leading up to it, right? Mm-hmm. So they ignored the, sh- the 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 boyfriend shooting at the cops with Breonna Taylor. They ignored George Floyd resisting arrest for fucking 50 minutes. Mm-hmm. Richard Brooks, they, they ignore the fact that he was passed out, that he got to the point where he took an officer's weapon, fought the officers, took their weapon, and then turned and fired at him. That's so a serious you, charge, like disarming. You Just taking their baton is a serious, it's like a second-degree charge. That's a, disarming a police officer. It can be from their baton, even their OC spray. It's a serious charge. Like you can't take cops' weapons. You can't take cops' oh, weapons. This so, has been, yeah, the legislature has made laws for this. And, and for this particular and reason. people have, I, I've watched cops get shot as a person's running away. Mm-hmm. They turn and fire, fire, fire. I've seen videos of cops getting shot doing yep. that. So you can get killed as someone's running away shooting at you. You get hit in the face with one of these things that can blind you permanently. Serious injury is, I mean, what's the difference between that and death sometimes? I mean, you could be paralyzed. You can be blinded. It's the same thing. Like you can't, you you can't chance it. Like it's your life. It's your life. Do you want to end up like me? You can't chance it. Like what? One move to the left or right, I'm paralyzed from neck down. So it's your life. You have the right to live too. Yeah. So you stop shaking you your head. The cop. The cop don't, didn't. Don't move your head. You're getting me nervous now. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. The cop didn't didn't cause this. The person did. The cop has every right to to defend themselves. Everybody can stand you know stand their ground in self defense. Why doesn't Why isn't the cop allowed to do that? Why I don't get it. I don't get it. He has every right to exist, too. But the cop didn't cause the Richard Brooks thing. Richard Brooks did. Richard Brooks yes. did. He passed out of Wendy's. Correct. He got the cops called on him. Correct. The cops were responding to him. Yes. Him specifically. He got him there. He made the mistakes. Right? right. That's, I don't know. I mean, it's I've, very had a, I've had a co-worker, a friend of mine, murdered. Same thing. Had no chance. No chance. He didn't even get a chance to pull his gun. 
What do you didn't what, even get a chance? Didn't even a chance. What do you what do you want the cop to do? What do you want anybody to do at that point? What do you want him to do? Explain to me what the, they don't have the power of the force from Star Wars. You yeah. know? They don't have a force field. Just human beings like the other guy. You guys One don't guy caused yep. cause and effect. He caused it. That happens. Guys, every right to defend himself when it's justified. And those are justified. Those, just those are justified. Yes. Are there any that, that really that you don't think are justified? Like yes. like Alton Sterling or Eric Gardner or any of the other ones? Well, so. those ones, uh, you know, the Eric Gardner can go. It's Again, that's a civil matter. It's not a criminal case. It's not a criminal case. It's a civil matter. But there are ones. There, you, you know it when you see it. Like I can't remember the name of it. It's on YouTube. It's The guy it's, in it's, South Carolina. Is that where he just the... the Black guy jumped out of the car and he was giving him his wallet, and the dorky looking cop just started opening fire on the guy as he jumped out of the pickup truck. That no, was the worst I've ever seen. But that guy is, was this charged. This is the one where, this is the one where the cop shot the guy in the back as he was running away from him, and then planted the taser yes, on him. Yes, the guy was originally from New Jersey too. Yeah. Yeah. No, that was. See, these people get caught and they go to jail. Not everybody does, but you're talking about the minute, minute stats of that happening. Of course, it happens. Just anything. There's. Ship bags and every type of thing of society. Those people usually get weeded out and eventually come out. It sucks that that guy died. It shouldn't have died at all. However, it's going to happen. People have to say it. This shit is going to happen. No, everybody dies. Everybody's going to die. Whether it's natural causes or on the rare occasions, this. It's a fact of life. It's going to happen. There's nothing you can do about it. There's not these about a sheer numbers and stats and odds. Bad things are going to happen, but this is minute. It's going to happen. It's gonna, it's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. Typically, typically, when it's egregious like this, they get, they get put where they're supposed to go. He's in for murder. The guy, I think, that shot the one black black guy that from jumped out of the car and gave him his wallet and got shot. I think that cop's in jail for. He didn't die, but he he shot him a bunch of times. The guy lived, and he's in jail where he should be. Where he should be. Where he should be. Those so these people get put in jail, but it's. So do you guys? Is this like the? Do you tolerate bad cops? No. No, and you want to talk about where the reform needs to be, and I'm going to tell you because this is from personal experience. Yeah, please. The problem with police departments and everybody complaining about police is not the the patrol guy out there working the beat every day. It's not, most times. The real problem with police is the administrations and their internal affairs. Most of these internal affairs and police administrations are ran by idiots, guys that just can take a test, never done anything in their entire career, and are political figureheads. And then their buddies get put into certain spots. It's not everywhere, but it's a very large majority of these places. It's, you could just see certain um, – you could tell when you see a legit chief or sheriff when how they speak. You could tell the morons that are there because they're a political hack or they're a family member or they just happen to be a good test taker. They have zero law enforcement experience even though they've been there for 30 years. The problem is is that – if I could tell you a million stories um, – they don't get. It's hard to get rid of people, even the bad ones. It takes a lot to get rid of these people, but they eventually do get weeded out. Sometimes they don't get weeded out because they're friends of people. I can tell you a million, I get unbelievable stories of what goes on around here, of how it's bullshit. There's there's people that have committed crimes that aren't fired. There's people that were on warrants, on warrants of um, the FBI, but I know of. Doing drug dealing stuff, they aren't fired. They don't. Sometimes these people just make it through the cracks. That's the real reform that needs to go, hundred percent. They sometimes they, they fall through the cracks, or it's political, or or they're friends with somebody and they don't get rid of it. And there's no the other problem is you're going to disgruntle a bunch of people too because it's not a level playing field. Some some people can do one thing and another person can do another, and there's 
different rules for different cops in this place. And administrations, if they don't like you, they can make your life a living hell. And then they won't get rid of the egregious piece of shit cop that's there. Most cops hate these people, but it's nothing you can do. That's what administrations and internal affairs are there for, and they don't do their jobs. They pick and choose who they want. And eventually, when, it, when it's so egregious, that's when you see the people fired. That's the problem. That's the problem. That's the problem. That's the problem. And it's widespread everywhere. So it's not, it is not a how police are dealing or how police are trained. Do you think there's more training needs to be done? Do you think in you guys are well places, trained? I think in New Jersey we are. I don't, I, just, I don't understand what else we can do. Like they ban chokeholds. They ban the knee on there. Um, you're not allowed to do a lot of things. You are other places. But again, what's good for here might not be good for Arkansas or Alaska. But they should. I mean, a lot of stuff we have, I mean, it's, it's a lot. But we get trained. And people say, oh, the police aren't trained. I know in New Jersey we are probably the most trained in, in the United States. We get all this bias training and, and um, cultural diversity stuff and um, how to deal with these excited delirium people. I've been trained on a bunch of times. First aid, um, shooting, um, de-escalation tag. We already do that. Most pe- places do. There's, I don't know what else they want. To do other states don't so they can bring that up to speed. You hear that all the time. Oh, they have to learn how to de-escalate. Correct. So you're taught how to de-escalate. Nobody goes into a call wanting to just fight somebody. It's 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 aggravating. Like you've done it a thousand. You, it's like that we go looking for. Nobody wants to. You end up like me. You know, yeah. they get hurt. Nobody wants to get hurt for this job. Like it's it's not what it's there for. You know, I don't want for this for all this crap that you got to deal with now. I mean, is it worth it? No, it's not. No, I would never be a cop. No, it's never in my life. Everybody's the the expert. You're. You're more Monday morning quarterback than the actual quarterbacks are Monday yeah. morning. So everybody's an expert. Is it worth it? I don't know. But in New Jersey, if you could tell, we don't have a lot of these problems either. These questionable shootings and stuff. It's very rare that something like this happens. I mean, Seaside had their shit fucking people up, and they got outed. You know? And things have changed. Yeah, you don't hear much. They did get outed. They used to, they used to mangle people much. up after that. Yeah, you don't anymore. hear much about that anymore because it changed up. They caught with the times. Some places aren't like that. That doesn't account for here or somewhere else, just because it happened in Kenosha, which is nothing wrong with that. But if, let's say, argument's sake, when the guy was telling you jumped out of the car, whatever place that was down south, that doesn't that doesn't mean it's like that everywhere. That was just a shitty cop that day. Like yeah. I told you, there's weak, shitty cops, cowards out there. Mm-hmm. They are. There's strong ones, and then there's the guy with the fucking box cut that's out of control. Yeah. That doesn't account for every other police pl- the department or police officer around. But when you look at the stats as a whole... They're doing a pretty good, pretty good job. They are doing a pretty good job. So it's it's very interesting, dude. That was an awesome talk, man. Is there? Um, let's do one last thing, and then we'll wrap it up. Okay. Everyone's making a big deal that the you heard of the Kyle Rittenhouse kid, right? Mm-hmm. So the Kyle Rittenhouse, uh, it's very interesting what's happening with this kid. The timeline of events. Have you seen the timeline of events with him? Like mm-hmm. the timeline of actual videos. Yeah. I'll post well when I can post again because you know I go from thirty day ban to thirty day ban <laughs> like like I I eat them like fucking like Skittles you know but so the New York Times actually put together a timeline of videos with this kid to where it actually shows him getting interviewed did you see these videos yeah interviewed beforehand and it didn't seem like he was out there hunting people and then you see him getting stuff thrown at him getting attacked you hear another gun get fired. Before he even opens fire, there was actually a muzzle shot right around him. One of the guys chasing him shot up in the air. You saw it. So everything's coming out about him. And the thing that everyone's pissed off about is that he didn't immediately get arrested by the cops that were coming up. Mm -hmm. 
Can you shed some light on that? The the cops in full riot gear in riot vehicles. And I'm not sure. I don't know how much rioting there was in fucking in Lakewood, New Jersey. Mm. But should he have immediately been arrested at that point? Well, the, going into it, they don't know. I mean, uh, it's mayhem probably on the radio. Like, you're going to say there was a guy shooting. It may not have been a white male. They don't know. Man shooting. And then apparently there was a militias out there with guns not shooting people, whatever. So there was people out there with guns. So you, they didn't know this particular guy. It could have been... It's, it's a mess when you get descriptions. Sometimes the description can end up being, they'll say, oh, it's a black male with a red shirt and white pants. Turns out it's an Asian guy with, with a pink shirt. And it, <laughs> the reality, you don't know. Like, just because he came out with his hands up, you don't know what the call was. You don't know that... that the police have no idea it's that particular person. No idea. They could have said it was four streets down, and he, here comes him walking down the street. You don't know. They ended up getting him eventually, arresting him and charging him. It's up to court. It's up to the courts to find out. In my opinion, should have never came to this because they should have just had the National Guard out there and nobody would have been outside after curfew and no shootings and no riots. So, like Tucker Carlson said the other day, if they would have, people just would have not been there and at curfew and they would have enacted the National Guard to keep the peace, we wouldn't be here. You wouldn't so be, it sounds you like wouldn't it's be a there. failure of government again. Exactly. And, it's funny because they all say, well, what's a 17-year-old doing out there? Well, fine. it turns out that all the people shot were from Portland. What, mm-hmm. the, what the hell were they doing there? Exactly. And isn't it, isn't it funny? I just think it's hysterical. I really do think it's hysterical. That you have a Black Lives Matter movement where a little white kid shot three other white criminals. I mean, think about it. Mm-hmm. They were three criminals that got killed. They have rap sheets as long as you, as long as you can get. Mm-hmm. And they weren't even from there. So nobody... Was from that area. So, but all they want to say is, well, if that kid hadn't been there, this wouldn't have happened. Well, if the rioters haven't been there, that wouldn't have happened either. When it, why is it acceptable just to burn shit down? I don't understand it, Joe. Like, I, why is it acceptable just to say, well, this guy, this criminal piece of shit got killed, so let's destroy this town? I don't think, I don't think the towns are doing it. I think, I think this is all set up. I think these are paid fucking agitators if you ask me definitely paid agitators who these these they don't look like they typically have jobs these antifa antifa people so who's paying them to go across country and all these places that have these these, a lot of them have radios and all this other shit with them so somebody's financing this not doing the goodness of their heart did you hear of the uh the vehicles they pulled over going into yeah where's all that gas and everything coming from where all the weapons coming from they pulled over like uh, a blacked out van and two other like two other like buses or whatever it was Mm -hmm. loaded to the gills with shields and like i always say that like they call it peaceful as things are burning like cnn you Mm -hmm. sent me that thing from cnn where which i i i I seen it i i seen that live like the guy saying it mostly fiery but mostly peaceful fiery there's fires burning behind them how is it mostly peaceful this is why you don't let that get to that. When the first person starts looting, you you, you get you get done. You, you overwhelming force. Correct. You get you get these people out of there. You lock them up. Mm-hmm. You don't allow it to, to continue to grow and grow. This is what happens. And they're released the next day in New Jersey, though, in New York. Everybody has bail reform now. Yeah. Bail reform is a mess, but also keeping people locked up on these little warrants are a mess too. It clogs the system. We're wasting tax dollars housing them. It's the whole thing's a mess. The criminal justice system is never going to be right. It's the best we have. There's really nothing else we can do. It's, it's a mess. It's all a mess. Well, put it this way. How is it clean when you're dealing with filth? You know what I'm saying? People forget about that. It's, you know, the criminal justice system is called the criminal justice system for a reason. Mm-hmm. It's criminal. Mm-hmm. 
you're not dealing like law abiding citizens aren't in the criminal justice system. Right. I always say to people, when I stopped being a fucking moron in college, stopped punching people, cops didn't deal with me. I didn't get in trouble. Most right? people don't deal with the cops on a daily basis unless you're doing something for them to come find you. To find you. Yeah, I, the it's last... very difficult to be to go find a police officer unless you do something blatantly to ridiculous. make them come at you. Yes. Exactly. Like fighting with people, being a criminal, driving like a maniac. Yeah. yeah. So so let's do this. Give everybody, we'll, we'll wrap it up like this if you can. Get a couple minutes, tell them your thoughts on how they could not get killed by cops. <laughs> let's, let's do that. Or, or anything, anything that, that, that we didn't touch on that you want to hammer home today. You'll have the, the floor to kind of wrap us up. I'll, it's going to be long-winded. Long-winded? I don't give All a right. shit. You go 20 minutes. I don't care. Whatever. Comply. I'm done. Okay. Very long-winded. <laughs> That's it. That's very basic. That's it. Comply. That's it. Comply and there'll be no problem. Comply, you do not die. It's not the time and place to be arguing, fighting in the street when everybody's um, tensions are high. That's why there's court. Like I don't. I never argued with people out, out when I did that. They, you're under arrest, black or white. Issue. Done. There's no gray area. We're going in. We're not arguing. Either you're going to, you know, whatever. We're done. That's it. You're going you, in. You don't yeah. argue with it. Take care of business and go inside. That's it. We're not here to argue until you have court. People don't realize that. And they want to argue. Everybody wants to argue everything now. You could be right 100%. And it's not, what good comes of arguing right there? None. You're not going to win your case there. It's only going to lead to bad things. Whether Even if the cop's a complete jerk-off and wrong. It's not the place to win. You win later. That's why we have court. That's why we have lawyers. Comply, you don't die. Comply, you don't die. It's very, very, simple. very basic. It's simple as that. No shit. If uh, Richard Brooks doesn't wrestle with the cops and just puts his hand behind the back for being lawfully arrested for DUI, he's alive. He's alive. George Floyd doesn't act like a fool, freaking out, having a drug overdose, or even if it's not his fault and he was excited delirium like that, still, his actions cause that. Cause that. Cause Alton that. Sterling. Alton Sterling. Another one. I mean, it's, it's again, that's going to go into my argument of why we're believing child molesters. I'm, I was, before we got here, I saw that picture of George Floyd's face on the New Yorker and had a bunch of faces on there and they have this picture of a guy named Alton Sterling. Who's Alton Sterling? Alton Sterling's a guy that was, according to the news, was just selling CDs. No. No, he was not. He was uh, selling CDs in front of this business that wasn't his, harassing people going in and out, panhandling. The business owner called the police because he's tired of it. Gets there, the cops start dealing with him. He starts wrestling the cops. He has a gun, an actual gun in his pocket that he's him. going for. This is all on camera. Mm -hmm. You see him. They say, don't go for the gun, don't for the gun. He grabs, goes to reach for it. They shoot him. He's dead. And everybody's in an uproar of, why are, we, why are we killing this guy? He, he didn't even have the gun on him. So then you find out more about the guy, and he actually molested it, an 11-year-old kid. So, again, we're, we're going on the benefit of the doubt of this, 11, this guy that's molesting 11-year-olds instead of the cops who recovered a gun and did what they, what they had to do. So you so. brought me to one more question. Why do you think it's happening? And we'll end it on this one. Why do you think – because let's face facts – the narrative, just to push the narrative, you know, we hear that, oh, it's all to push the media narrative, but why would they want to do that? What, what, is, what is the end game? What are they trying to get to? What do you think, you know what I'm talking about? Any ideas of what they're, tr what they're trying to accomplish by trying to paint police officers in, in the manner of which they are? I think it's, it's a combination of a lot of things, to be honest with you. I mean, the pandemic and everybody pent up and everything made it worse than what it is. So there's that. And 
people, another fear. People believe what they want to believe. If if you have a group of people saying it over and over and over, and you have these questionable quote things, it's gonna it's gonna maybe bring some like a reliability to what they're saying. People are gonna be sympathetic. You, you got to realize too, not a lot of people had a life like I had, and I see how it really is out there. A lot of people are sheltered and have no life experience. So when you work at a job in argument's sake in fashion or wherever, any professional job, most people you're there with see that, oh, these, oh, the, he's saying this happens in here to all these people he knows, and this guy seems like a great guy or girl. And people see that. And if you go to cities to see how cities and people, white, black, anything, how people live, criminals, how they live, it's almost like they're camouflaged into regular good binding people into the criminals. So they're all bunching them together. And you're saying, that's not right for this person. Well, you don't see how things really go on in the cities with criminals or even just the suburbs with criminals. It could be anything, anything, anything. The and key I think, word's criminal. I think it's people that what they feel like you're giving credence to what everybody's saying, and it's not true. It's just simply not true. They, they're quarrel is not with the police it's with the laws that have kept them there and kept them down and have no choice to become criminals a lot of times so it's not with the i don't know why everybody's all up in arms and focusing what's the whole police's problem it's not it's not the police's problem they're I this is they have a big problem they have to deal with and they're doing it the best they can i think i have an idea on why i do i think i have an idea on why and i i mean you, you know once again i i get called conspiracy conspiracy theorists kind of all the time but the whole the whole reality is to keep people at odds. Mm -hmm. And if you notice Black Lives Matter and this like like black people getting killed in 2016, 17, 18, or actually 17, 18, 19 didn't matter. Mm -hmm. There was no Black Lives Matter movement. Now all of a sudden it's 2020 and every single killing is accentuated. Every single one of them except for the the double the white people that got shot. You haven't heard of one of them. Nothing. Right? Nothing. So if you're going to do that, and it's it's strategic through the years, because you saw this, we also saw this, if you notice, when Trump was getting into office in 2016. Mm. Black Lives Matter was really big through the Obama administration. There was black people getting shot all the time, remember? And it was being, it was being you know, blown up in riots and the whole nine yards. Mm. So I think, it's, I think it's all political. It I goes, think it's all political. It is. I mean, the, the original start of it was from Michael Brown, which was debunked, the hands up, don't shoot. Even people that live in the community said, no, he charged the cop. And again, this goes into what I'm saying is we're believing a guy that just got done robbing a convenience store on camera, and he's oh he's definitely not capable of going to disarm Darren Wilson and then charging him and getting shot. Just because the, just because he robbed the convenience store doesn't mean he needed to die. That's that's what they would say. That's what they say. That's what they say. But that's not the point though. The point is is that you're standing yes. up for this guy, right, and saying there's no way he did this when evidence, forensic evidence, points in the other direction. Witnesses are saying no, he charged the cop. Plus, there's DNA on his gun. That they the cops yeah. that he discussed, but they don't care. DNA evidence in the in the police car. Well, yeah, I know. Obama administration came out and said no. He he did all this stuff. Isn't it completely plausible and probable that a guy that just got done minutes before robbing a convenience store on video is going to go do the same thing to this cop? But no, we're going to immediately believe him and not believe the cops. Well, there's a That's memorial. There's a the memorial store. for him, and there's not one for Officer Wilson. Mm -hmm. Officer Wilson's. Everyone forgets that his life. His life got fucked up too. Yeah, yeah. He had changed his name. We don't know where he lives. He almost got. They reopened the case twice. Twice. Both, yeah, one under Obama, one under Trump. Both said that no, there's no civil rights violations. But people want to believe what they want to believe. Yeah, Trump. Trump reopened it just for, or they they, they reopened that just for show. Mm -hmm. You know, to be like, oh yeah, we're looking into it too. You know, so. unreal, man. But dude, that was that was awesome. That was. Good, let good me show. tell you something. If, if 
to the audience, and I learned I learned a lot here in in the hour and forty minutes that we've been going. It blows by, doesn't it, dude? It it's fast. amazing how fast this goes. I think I talked more now than I do in a year. Dude, I don't think yeah. I ever. Yeah. yeah, I mean, this is the most you have spoken. Yeah, yeah, and probably yeah, <laughs> twenty-seven years to me. That's awesome. I love it though, dude. I'll have you any time, man, about any topic you really want to discuss. But I think um, I learned a lot. I'm sure the audience had to learn a lot. Mm. And if anything, if you did anything, to me, you you had to open people's eyes to what it's like to be a, an officer, really, actually be working on the job, mm-hmm. and that and that's it. So. Um, that was that was great. Yeah, it's good to be on. Anytime. Great to be on. So everybody, thank my cousin Joe, and uh, on to our first. I think no, it's got actually going to be our second awesome fake sponsor. All right. So this next segment is going to be brought to you by a new mer- or new sponsor, Governor Phil Murphy, and he's got an awesome product to tell you about. It's called Murphy's Lip Lube. Take it, Governor Murphy. Hello. Yes. You might have noticed when I'm talking, sometimes my teeth stick together with my lips. So I've developed a new thing to help that. It's called Murphy's Lip Lou. I also use it when I'm sucking on the future president's hot dog. So it's nice and smooth and lubricated. So yeah, he, he swears Murphy's Lip Lou is going to take care of every situation where you need to keep your lips moist and in control. So get Murphy's Lip Lube today. All right, final thoughts coming at you right now, guys. And it's going to revive. The show's, um, as you know, that, that went an hour and 40, 40 minutes with my cousin. That that uh, Everything I try doing goes a little longer than I ever anticipated because we get into it. And listen, real dialogue takes time, man. Real real understanding and real dialogue and and delving into you know situations like this takes time. And understanding the mind of a police officer the training of a police officer, what they're going through, what they do on a day-to-day basis, that that obviously took some time. And, and you know, I haven't listened to it yet. I just literally he just walked out. Um, but, you know, I learned so much, and I, and I, come, from a, I, I come from a cop family, right? I, I come from a fa- uh, my cousins and my dad in law enforcement, and my brother was, and, um, you know, it, it's uh, – I, I had a lot of things that I that I didn't know that he was talking about, and uh, that was that was unbelievable insight. But I think if there's one thing that we could really really take away from what he was what he said was why why is the media making it out to where the scumbag rapist criminal is the one that is you know is not not vilified but the one that's believed? I don't understand it. I mean, I do. You know, you you know why. I mean, the, the whole idea is it's it's you know it's it's to to, to cause division in politics and um, and you see friends of yours, you see you see people buying into this stuff. People buy into it, and because they buy into it, then you know they're going to keep pushing it. And as long as people buy into it, there's always going to be you know someone selling it, and that's the God's honest truth. And the 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 saddest part is that we don't take the time to to understand it and realize every situation. We think. In this Facebook world that we're that we're dealing in, whatever meme that we saw, or whatever, whatever video, two second clip that we saw, or whatever bullshit headline, whatever clickbait garbage that you see on you know on these sites, we read a headline and assume everything about the entire story. You don't even take the time to to do any research on it. And it's it's like this in a lot of walks of life. It's it's like this with 
like with the story I told early on, where you had people that, that were arguing with me that Black Lives Matter is not a political organization. How do you even make that claim? You can't. It's, I mean, it's, it's, it's basic insanity, but it's, it's happening. And I don't mean to call them insane. I'm just saying that, they're, that they're, they're sorely, sorely misinformed because they're probably looking at one media source. You know, something my cousin said there was he looks at multiple sources. That's something I've been telling you to do. Look at multiple sources. Piece the story together for yourself. And that takes time. People don't have the time to sit back and listen to a, two, to a two hour long, two hour long show. But apparently you do because the, my longer shows, you know, get listened to more or more often, believe it or not. Um, but, you know, when we sit back and we view the world, we are viewing it through the eyes the media wants to portray. We're seeing it through the eyes of somebody else. We're seeing it through the eyes of a storyteller that's telling you a story and not the story. They're telling you a fairy tale. They're making things up. And whatever you want to try to make up, you could paint any picture the way you want to paint it. If you want to paint a narrative that that police are killing black people, well, put every single black person that's been killed on, on on, on video. Put it out there in the media. No matter what the guy did, no matter what he did, you put it out there and it's going to it's going to draw outrage. It's going to paint a picture. It's going to cause a narrative. And the only thing that we that we could do that I could think of is fight back and speak about it and and talk about it. And the the problem is when you actually get in conversations with people like last night, we were in a conversation and everyone sits there and says, "Oh, we can't do this. We can't do this. We can't do this. Don't don't ruin it." Well, since when like when does healthy conversation ruin a party? You know when it does? Because two, two sides are at polar opposite areas. Two sides cannot get their shit together. They can't even talk. Right? The left and the right now are so ingrained with, with differences and stark differences, polar opposite differences. And that's what happens when we let ourselves get labeled and lumped into one category. Right? Whether it's LBGT or you know, black or white or Hindu or whatever the hell it is. When you get lumped into whatever label you are, you start taking up whatever that label's causes are. It's the same thing with like the teachers' union. I know plenty of teachers that don't like the way the union's going, but they are represented and they are parted. They are part of that union. So no matter what they do, they're a part of it. They're gonna re- they're gonna reflect upon that individual teacher. You understand what I'm saying? This is one of the, this is one of the problems. So when you sit back and you label yourself, I'm a, I'm a liberal, or I'm LGBT, or I'm conservative, or I'm this, or I'm that, that's a problem. Because you were then taking up whatever causes that fall into that by default. You will do it just out of reaction. It's, it's the same thing of like when I got labeled white. I've never been white in my life. I've always thought I was American-Italian. But the second I got labeled white, I fell into the trap of defending everything white. Because you get painted into that corner. When you get painted into that corner, you're going to want to discuss it. You're going to want to fight back. And the way you fight back is by calling it out. But we can't even talk anymore. You can't have any political talks. There's no civil debate. None. That conversation should have had a logical conclusion last night. But what happened? You had my wife telling me to stop. You had her kids telling her to stop. You have other people walking away. And nobody wants to be a part of it. When if in all reality, if, if we just had a discussion... Between everybody, we can still have a good time. But people can't do that anymore because the discussion, it's not a discussion, it's an argument. It's one side against the other and the other, and they're both polar opposites. There's no middle ground anymore in any of it. Every single 
every single political topic is one side or the other, completely one side or the other. There's nothing that is in the middle. There's no understanding of in the middle. You're either anti-immigrant or pro-immigrant, the way it's formed, right? Which means you're either, you know, a scumbag racist or you want to have open borders. That's the argument. How do you discuss that? How do you have a civil conversation when it's like that? You can't. Civil conversation is dead. Is dead. And what the one lady said to me was, Mike, I, li- I love you. Because I told her, I said, why don't we not have this discussion on, on, you know, here right now? Why don't you come on my podcast, sit across the table from me, and let's have this conversation on my podcast. The, re- the answer was, I will never do that because I like you too much. And I don't want to look negatively upon you. What is she assuming about me? What is she assuming that this podcast is about? This podcast is resoundingly pro-gay. Resoundingly pro-gay. I have no problem with who, anybody that wants, to, that wants to sleep with anybody. It doesn't, who you sleep with makes no difference to me. Right? Nothing. I, I don't care about any of that stuff. You guys have heard that before me. Right? This is America. You should be able to do American things as long as you're not bothering anybody else. And they're not bothering me. Their life doesn't bother me at all. Matter of fact, it, it aids me. I went on a beautiful boat ride late, late last night. Right? So th- they don't negatively affect my life. They positively affect my life. Yet, we can hang out and we can't even have real conversation about our differences in politics. You can't have a con- constructive, clear, concise argument in politics. And if you do, it's going to cause them to hate you personally. That's what was said to me last night. Right? And it's when you think of it like that, that's a very dangerous area that we're coming to because now there's, like I said, there's no civil debate anymore. There's no actual conversation. And when there's no conversations being had, that's when it's done. That's when you lost. Conversation is the enemy of the people that are trying to keep you enslaved. That's the, that's the God's honest truth. And make no, make no, people sit back and go, well, why would the government want to do that? Well, I don't know. Why has the government's been doing that their entire existence? This isn't a new thing. Governments try to enslave you for years. It's what governments do. So I don't, I don't understand the disconnect. I don't understand the, the problem with it. We, we, we should realize that a government's job is always been and will always go to control you. You know why? Because people, people suck. And when they can control you, they can predict you. And they can make money off of your predictions. Right? When there's too much random stuff, random things going on, free trade, free capitalism, free market, the people that want to control that, it's not as easily controlled. Free people aren't easily controlled. Slaves are. And slaves aren't very easily controlled, but they've figured out how to do it. they got years of practice. Nothing for nothing. They're, they're, we still have slaves, and today they're just mental slaves. They're not physical slaves. You're slave to a political party. You're slave to an ideology. You're slave to, a thi- to, to, uh, to an ideology that's going to hurt you, and you're still a slave to it. You still follow it, even though it's hurting you, even though it's keeping you down, even though it's keeping you poor, it's holding you back. People are slaves to ideology and thought. So one of these days, I hope, I don't think it's ever going to be where people are all going to wake up. But I don't think enough people need to wake up. I think enough people need to start talking. Talking about it. Saying things. Even if you disagree, why can't you have a disagreeing conversation? Not an argument, a conversation. Right? But the problem is, everyone thinks they know facts that don't exist. Right? You think you know the facts by reading, a, reading a, an article online or reading the headline. You think you know facts by perusing you know, one, one article with it. You think you know facts by watching CNN or Fox News. 
You don't know nothing if you just watch them alone. You know nothing. It's zero. Matter of fact, you have, you have too much misinformation if that's all you did. And that's the problem. That's the problem. Denzel Washington said it best. If, 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 you, are, if you follow this stuff, you're, you're, what, what, what was his exact quote? It was something about, if you follow the news media, media you're misinformed. If you don't follow it all, you're uninformed. So what do you do? It was something. It was something like that, but it's the truth. If you don't follow it, you're you're completely uninformed. And then what do you do? But then if you follow it too much, you're completely misinformed. So I'm gonna leave you with this. What I do is I look at all of them. I have something called Flipboard on my phone. I have an I have the 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 Samsung News app. I follow liberals. I follow conservative sites. I follow uber conservative sites. I follow the crazy liberal sites. I follow the ones that are supposed to be down the middle. And then what I do is if it's, a, if it's an interesting article, I read, I read everybody's stuff. Or I watch videos coming from everybody. See how they're reporting it. See where it's coming from. And then I'm able to make a determination of what actually really happened when I piece all of it together. Right? It's, it's, it's a very simple situation. You just have to have the time to do it. But most of us are not intellectually honest enough to actually do the research on it. You're not. And I hope you could get on board with it. I hope you could start doing the research for yourself. Or you could listen to me because I've been doing some research for you. And listen, I'm going to tell you the truth. That's, that's the, I'm going to give it to you the way I know it. Period. And I hope you guys see that after all this time. But once again, guys... I think you had an awesome episode today. I think you had an awesome episode. I hope you learned something. I hope you're going to share this with your friends because this has to be shared. This has to be shared. It is, it's imperative that we get, we get what my cousin just sat there and said out to the world because it needs to be heard. All right? So share this episode. Share this show. Um, keep listening. I thank all my listeners every single week. I really appreciate it. I had one of my listeners today send me an awesome like cut up of what I did. I was speaking about masks and they had video and, and just my voice like over like narrating kind of the video. And it was, um, it was to one of my podcasts and, uh, or to one of my episodes and it was just, it was, it was awesome. So, I mean, keep sending me stuff like that. Uh, you guys are, you guys have been amazing as far as that's concerned and sending me info. You constantly give me stuff to talk about. So I really, I really, really appreciate it. I hope I'm, hope I'm giving you a good enough product to where you can be proud of. I'm, I'm getting very proud of it. Uh, I think I'm, I think I'm coming at you. I, I'm actually staring at two mics and a board and I'm, I'm doing my best to give you guys the best possible product. And I hope you appreciate it. Cause I certainly appreciate you. But once again, as always, I appreciate you guys and go fuck yourself. Fuck yourself hard. Here we go. Here we go. Listen, weak, fucking ridiculous. Weak, not helping anybody else. Wait, it's unhealthy. It's hurting. Come on. Random fucking thought. Wait, fucking stupid. Wait, 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 wait